from the Philadelphia Flyers. You're listening to Hunter Pub Short. What is going on? Corner Plus Sports coming at you here live on a big day in Philadelphia sports. That's right. Philadelphia Phillies back in the playoffs. We are super excited to talk about Phillies playoff baseball for the first time that we've been doing the show. We've been doing it for seven years. Back to the the Casa de Selby. Yeah, we're back here. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, Yeah, it's been been a while since that happened. Yeah, a couple weeks. Um, Yeah, the show that uh, all of our livers are black, withered, and dying and ah, if, you listen, right. if you listen close you can hear that's it say right. what you talking about wills uh corner plus sports <laughs> what is going on sean where's my dad where's my dad <laughs> how ryan. about five of these across your nose mm-hmm. ryan what's up it's mike gary we have a uh, steve cockram joining us uh, in about half hour. Mr. Cockram. He is a uh, fitness mindset coach. Uh, he'll be joining us. But um, Be nice. It's Cockram. Cockram. And uh, also... Um, Cockram sounds better, though. We're going to talk Eagles. Some Sixers actually start off the preseason. Um, we'll, we'll address them real quick. Uh, next week, we'll preview the Flyer season. Yeah, it's a big Dodge Ram with a cock in the front of it. Cockram. <laughs> Are we talking what we're previewing well, we the Sixers do... or the Flyers? No, we can preview the next, Flyers next right now. <laughs> All right, there you go. Done. All right, moving on. <laughs> now, next week we'll talk hockey. Uh, um, and then um, also the 21st of October, we have a uh, our first time in a long time since last year, I guess, last summer, that we're going to be hitting the road and doing the show at the local tap uh, in Lansdale, Pennsylvania. It's welcome to everybody. Uh, we have Bridget Algio joining us. She's an author. She'll be uh, She'll be joining on the show. Uh, talking about a book she released called Football Life, and uh, should be a good time. I, yeah, Last time there, that was that was a that was a great time. Yeah, great great place, great people there. It's it's gonna be a good time. So, uh, the twenty first of October, uh, so two weeks from tonight. So let's get at it, Phillies. What a, How about them Phillies? What a game, Phillies, man! What a game, man! Um, in, in typical I, Phillies fashion, sorry to cut you off. No, no you got it. But um. Gene Segura, man, like all he, since he's been here, he's their best situational hitter. 
Um, obviously, he wasn't looking for that pitch that he poked out in the right field, mm. but, he but, got it. but he got it done. Yeah. Um, that was a that was a crazy. So bases loaded, the infield's in. Obviously, the infield being in helped that. Oh yeah. Sneak through. Like if it, if the infield's not in, it's a double play. I was we were watching. Sean and I were watching the game, and uh, did you guys see the reaction that he had when he hit it? Oh yeah. But he's like freaking out. Oh, it was great. Yeah, his yeah, first yeah. career postseason game. He's been in the the, the league ten years. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. the longest. Uh, tenured player in the major leagues without, oh, wow. without and the, the playoffs, and the second longest tenured player is Romalto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, so both of them got one. Yeah, like, so. like traditional, like blue fucking collar Philadelphia gutsy win. Mm-hmm. That's it what was, that was. It was crazy. I mean, we all were sitting there like, why are they not scoring runs? Mm-hmm. Like it's the ninth inning, they have not scored a single run. But, but they're me, blowing a tremendous start by. But Wheeler. St. Louis right. wasn't scoring runs either. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But when uh, so, so St. Louis hits the home run, and then when uh, what was that the seventh? Yeah. So I guess the top of the seventh or bottom of seventh. When it so it was the top of the eighth. Um, you know we had guys on base, and mm-hmm. then Brandon Mars strikes out with his bat on his shoulder. And yeah. Like, I, I'm not gonna lie, I stood up like, get the fucking yeah, bat yeah, off yeah, your shoulder. And then, yeah. and then uh, who was Schwarber? Who, who, Schwarber, Schwarber popped was up. after him. Yeah, Schwarber popped up, and I'm like. That I can't even look at Schwarber and blame him for that because if Brandon Marsh gets on base, that entire at bat for Schwarber changes. It's different. Yeah, it's changes. different. But um, and Kyle Schwarber like that. Like he's a big part of the reason we're here. Yes, don't get it twisted. Forty six homers, almost a hundred RBIs. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Like, like awesome. But he's Pedro Serrano. Mm-hmm. He's Pedro Serrano. <laughs> yeah. It's a home run or nothing. Fuck yeah. you, Joe. I do yeah, it myself. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That dude, you trying to say Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? Yeah. But like, when that guy's on, he's on. Right. Uh, don't. Right. But sometimes just poke a single. That's not the way he's. You know, just poke a single. No. You know, You know, he's a home run or nothing. Like yes. it's. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, he don't, he ain't, and that's, that's, there ain't no small ball about him. Yeah. And that's weird because he's the leadoff guy. Right, right. Like, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> but, you know, Rimalto comes up, slaps a single, um, and then, hottest you know, he ML, didn't. Hottest MLB player in the month of August. Yeah, and, you know, he didn't have a hit. But that at bat by Bryce Harper after Rimalto. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, when he worked that walk, yes. when he laid off those pitches. Yes, that was yeah. a good at bat, good, man. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, uh, uh, Callie just, I was going to say, uh, let me find it here. Uh, six runs in the ninth inning is the most for a playoff team in history, and yep. the Phillies also. Wait, um, most for any team? No, most in a comeback s- victory. It's a comeback win. So oh, all right. In the ninth. Six wow. runs in the ninth. So basically what it is is um, – uh, a team that was trailing in the ninth inning has has never scored as many runs as the Phillies did. Wow! In, in the ninth inning of a, in postseason history, uh, it was pretty pretty wild. That's what makes them dangerous, man. Yeah, that's definitely what makes them dangerous. Yeah, yeah they are they are the epitome of hot and cold. They, yes. they will drive this team will drive you fucking insane crazy. because you know any given day they can out pitch you, they can out hit you. Right. Any given day. And any given and day, they, they can get shut out. Right. It's just. Like when you're watching the Phillies, especially in the postseason, make sure the core is full of beer because you're going to need it. Straight yeah. up, bro. Dave Peterson said, off in the distance of my mind, I heard the voice of the legendary Harry Cowell saying, you're fighting Phillies. Yeah. Give me a blowjob. Can you imagine Harry Cowell calling that? 
Oh, he would have loved that one. Oh, man. He'd be like, Instead, we got. Laura pokes a hit the right field, and the Phillies take the lead. Yep. yep. Instead, we had A Rod. LA did a good job. Oh, yeah. I mean, Fransky, even like Scott Fransky's great. Yeah. He's great, but he's not Harry Callis. Well, one of the, one of the big parts in that game was um you know the, nobody's Harry the, the backs is against backs against dead. the wall man and and uh um bases loaded and or I'm sorry it was second or first and second I'm sorry and uh Pujols, oh, no way Pujols. and no way outside. oh yeah 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 Pujols comes up and I, I, first of all, I got to tell you like both Bomb and Segura double clutched. So uh-huh. bomb gets the ball, double clutches, throws it to second, turns it. You know, Pujols runs slower than me, and I'm slow as yeah, shit. Yeah, it's like I didn't realize how slow Pujols is yeah. now. And it, like Segura gets it, clutches, steps off the base. I'm like, what the fuck? And then he just tosses it over. Yeah, and he like, still had him by like seven yeah. steps. Yeah, we got him. Well, he don't have to run. I mean, if, if he's at the fucking Citizens Bank Park, he hits a home run. It's going to fucking Delaware County. You know what I mean? He don't need to worry about running. Yeah. I hope not, because it's facing that, the other way. That was the inning. That <laughs> <laughs> it's going to Center City. But that that was Whatever. the inning. That inning, like we were getting out of that. Does a loop to loop save the game? Oh yeah. Like that mm. saved that they get two or three more there. Yeah. You know what I mean? The game uh, it's yeah, different. Yeah, yeah everything's um, different. Yeah. Everything changes. Yeah. Uh, Callie said A R I is absolutely horrible. Uh, hundred yeah. percent. That broadcast team. I I cannot stand A R I calling games. Fucking Granted, Mike wrong. and I were at a, at a bar, so we weren't able to hear him well, too much. Not, well, in the ninth inning, right? When Bomb yeah. was up, when he got hit by the pitch, right? Yeah. yeah. Alex Rodriguez says, earlier in the game, Alec Bomb made a nice play and turned into a do- turned into a double play. Here, he has to avoid hitting into one. What? Yeah. What yeah. the hell is that? Yeah. Right. right. Thanks, Captain right. Obvious. Right. Like, all right, yeah. this is my first day watching baseball. Right. I now understand. Right. Like, Thank, thanks for letting me know he has to avoid hitting into a double play because the game would have been fucking over. <laughs> thanks a lot, eh, Rod? Yeah. Got his name from sticking a pretzel rod up his ass. Hey, Rod. Hey, Rod. Hey, hey, it's a Rod. Yeah, it's a pretzel rod right up your stinker. <laughs> right up your sphincter, you cocksucker. Um. But Not yeah. one of your best, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like you yeah, can't hit a guy for trying. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like you hung on that one. Uh, but yeah, with there's Cardinal, more to come. When the Cardinals, uh, we know the pinch hitter comes <laughs> up, Yinez or whatever his name is, the pinch hitter comes up and here's the pitch. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was not good. We were like, I mean, the place just got quiet. We're like, oh, oh shit! No, like, are you, actually, Mike stood up and goes. <laughs> uh, it was yeah, because it was like right on. Like, was it fair? Is it foul? And I was, ugh. let's hear that again. We thought it was. Oh, I just got rid of it. Yeah, we thought it was. Uh, we thought it was foul. Oh, here you go. You want to? You want to hear it again? One more time. Here's the pitch. Oh shit! Yeah, we thought that was. Uh, that one was foul. Hit, one goddamn hit. You can't say goddamn on the air. Yeah, uh, I, nobody's listening anyway. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you do? Boy, man. we never seem to get the close ones. <laughs> <laughs> he catches the ball. Just a bit outside. Yeah. Tried he, to corner him. He missed. catches the ball, puts it down, and kind of slides it. <laughs> Boy, we never yeah, seem to get the like, close ones. Come on. Just a bit outside. Peterson said, high hopes with a glass of scotch. Isn't that the truth, man? Yeah. Jesus. 
I'll tell you what. After they scored that two, those two runs, I, I thought it was. I, I, I didn't think they had. A, they were coming back. No, I was, I was conceding to the fact. Um, yeah, I thought I the game was over. Game, I, like was I, was like, I, I thought the game was over. I was looking to tomorrow. I was yeah. like, and you're like, no, it's probably going to come out yeah. and pitch really good oh, and get no run support. Oh, I, I, Rachel uh, has been on the show several times. Wasted out and by Wheeler. I'm like, yeah, because, and he pitched. He didn't even pitch. He didn't even pitch. That great. Like, no, he wasn't on. Like just so, which is crazy because he had gave up two hits, right? No runs, and then you know he threw a lot of pitches though. He wasn't yeah, on, right, right? Yeah, but Not, that's what it. That's what a great pitcher does for you. It was, it was ninety-eight pitches before they sat him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but he was in the seventh. I mean, like usually not. You leave well, him in in yeah. the seventh. Just you know, I'm, I'm not um, questioning it. But would you I, have left him in? I would yes. have left. The, I would have left him in beyond one batter. Like me why? Too. Mar- why march him out there to pitch to one batter and then take him out? Like, to me, me too. Now I don't know if it would have made a difference. Like because he's he's getting to the point where like you're starting to right. you're starting to labor a little bit. Uh, Joe Cardano, hey guys, great win tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. Man. I'll, I'll say this: last, last season during the postseason, the entire postseason, four pitchers went through the seventh inning. Mm-hmm. Right through the entire postseason. Yeah, it's, it's become crazy. it's becoming a thing that doesn't happen anymore. But I mean, like. He's an ace. He's a workhorse. He can throw 100 pitches. Well, he can throw 105 well, pitches. Well, he he can, Mike. But well, I he, think he was today was different. Like, he was laboring. He was laboring. And you didn't get to juice him up since he came off the injured list. Right. That's true. You know, he's only th- – I think the most pitches – this is, this is Outside the, yeah. of today, in the three starts, the most pitches he threw was 80. Right. Okay. I mean, you know what I mean? Point. So – I got juice for him. Now, his, if the Phillies get there and his next start – as long as he's pitching well, the gloves are off. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care if he throws 120 pitches. Right. Okay. Right. All right. Yeah. So since but he's, I since think he's today was a little okay. different. All right. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, there, there was there was a couple times there where they they were leaving guys on. Like, was it second or third in and early in the game? Like, yes, they had people they... on and like, uh, bomb, uh, bomb had a double. Uh, he, he's brought over to third with one out. Yeah, and then Stott hit it sharply. Yeah. And they, were, they, they, but they had, in. It was but, like the fifth. But they had but, another. Okay. But they no, they had another one earlier. I think it was the third inning, where you had Hoskins and um, Re, uh, Schwerber and Hoskins come up, mm-hmm. and there was only one out, and you had a runner on first and second, and you didn't score. Yeah. Like yeah. that shit can't happen. Yeah. yeah. Like that has to change if the Phillies want to do something here. Right. Yeah, we don't want to sound like we're bitching because that, no, that that no. game no, but yeah, that I game mean, that was, t- today was just that. You, that was like baseball. Baseball's hard. That's that's right. kind of the way that it goes. But Dave, and, and, and it's postseason baseball. It's it's a completely different animal. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they, the Phillies have done it all year to where they've not been great. Every time you think they're done, but then they've they there's do been a lot like of games where they've just come back. When I like thought this. I was out. Yeah, absolutely. Every time you think, oh, it's over, they do mm-hmm. something like this. There's something about this team, I will say, when their back's against the wall. Yeah. They, yeah, they're, I don't know if there's a stat for it, but, like, eating up relievers are, like, eighth or ninth inning run scored. Mm-hmm. They got to be up there. Yeah. Joe uh, Cordana said the uh, Cardinals manager did the Phillies a huge favor by pulling the pitcher at only seventy five pitches. Yeah, I was surprised. I don't by know that. why he did that. No, I don't. I don't understand it either. He like he's your yeah, like he's your game one starter. Why yeah. is he only yeah? Like apparently pitches? he didn't want him facing um, Hoskins and Rimalto for the third time. I don't understand why he giving up one hit. It's the analytics. Yeah, it's the analytics. Like I'm glad he played that card. Right, but if he doesn't, they. Like he might have pitched a complete game. He was cruising. Yeah, he was who cares? That's not what happened in the Phillies one. I know, but no, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, who cares? Yeah, I agree, but like game the analytics two, drive game me crazy. Two, here we come. 
Yeah. So Here yeah. We like, come. So speaking of game two, do you think this has a lasting effect? Like, is that closer even available tomorrow? No, he cannot. He, he threw, threw 40 30. Pitch. Yeah, he, he threw pitched 40 two innings. pitches. Was it 40? I thought it was yes. 33. Okay. He threw 40 pitches. There's no way he's available tomorrow. And he's having an issue with his throwing hand. I think that was a crock of shit. I, really I do, do too. Yeah, I we think thought he, the same oh, thing. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, they, I think he lost control, and they, they all came out, and they made it look like he had an injury, so they didn't get penalized for them all coming out to the mound again. Well, well I, I think they did it to give the guys warming up more right. time. Right. Yeah. Oh, that was absolutely That was a was. calculated thing. He was yeah. not – I don't think he's hurt. Yeah, now, meanwhile, Eflin, said Eflin, Eflin no can pitch tomorrow. I don't Eflin have had, like, pitcher. 15 pitches or yeah, so. He yeah. can go tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, Dave Peterson said, in typical Phillies fashion, to give us playoff game, we will remember twenty years from now. A hundred percent, man. That yeah, was, that's a good. That point. was a. Uh, that was like one of those, like, like right along the lines of like that Colorado game. You know, get me to the plate, boys. You know that right. game. You know, it, and as much as we bitch about the Phillies, like they're hardly ever in the playoffs. When they are, they usually give you a moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, except for that Colorado series in 07. That sucked. But most of them, they do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. But for the most part, you do get a moment when they do make it. Yeah, I mean, what was it? Like, they made it in 80. Obviously, they won. They made it in 93. 83, they went through a series. Right. 93, 93, they made it to the series. Um, The next time that they were in it was 07. That was a shit year. But then 08, they won it. Right. 09, they made it to the World World Series. Series. 2010, they they won 106 games. Right. That was the one bloody nil. Right. But that was still like a... No, two thousand memorable. That's two thousand. Uh, that was eleven. Oh no, two thousand ten was when they lost the San Francisco. The Giants, right? Yeah. In LCS, yeah. right? They, they, I, they Brian, were Brian Wilson. Yeah, but it was the other. Um, who gives Cody a fuck? Cody, 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 Cody uh, fucking Ross. Yeah, they Cody couldn't Ross. get him out. Yeah. Cody Ross, like, come yeah. on, man. Like, like they won. We're we're going on the game too. Bro. Come on, man. We're just right, God, we're just what talking about moments, man. Yeah, what what moments? It's negative moments. We're talking about Phillies. It's not negative moments. Talking about the World Series. We said they won the World Series. They made it to the World Series. And they give you a moment every time they're in the playoffs. How's that negative? It's a problem. Nothing. Fuck. Fucking Just be happy what happened tonight. That's we, all. we are. All right, then shut the fuck up about the other stuff. Well, how, much, how much can we celebrate the win? Like, we got to, like, talk about other <laughs> stuff. Like, hey, 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 guys, remember? Yeah, remember when Segura, remember. Remember, remember when Segura got that single? That, 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 was, that was great. Remember that? Don't talk about that. Let's worry about game two. Now, it was, oh, uh, you're going to break balls? <laughs> <laughs> You've been breaking balls since you so started. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll shut up. Sorry, Gary. I have people skills. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think of the game, Gary? Uh, I ain't saying nothing else. What the, oh, <laughs> he's butthurt now. Oh, we hit a nerve. Yeah. My taint's all sore. <laughs> <laughs> You got a tight little man pussy on you, don't you? All right, so like he said, let uh, about game two. Um, I like our, Nola. Polsky I mean, said, don't get cross-threaded, Gary. Do we, do we got go- good Nola tomorrow? I think we get good Nola I tomorrow. think you've had good Nola. Uh, Fuck you, Mark. I'll check out a spy on you. I th- <laughs> he said, I th- I think he said breaking balls since you were born. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's, um. like, I, I think you've gotten good Nola all year. Like, it, it's been here and there you've gotten bad Nola. Yeah, um, he's, so like I, I'm not. He just believe, has a couple demons in in September. I believe you get a good game out of him tomorrow night, even if you know, God forbid, you, guaranteed he keeps you in it. Mm-hmm. I think he starts off a little a little iffy because he, he's gonna be he's gonna be emotional. This is his first postseason game. Yep. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, he also, but he's, he's also going to have nerves. Yeah, but he also was the one that pitched the clincher and right. pitched the perfect game and that like to clinch it. So you're, like, not, I, you're not wrong, Mike, but that's not postseason. This is. You know what I mean? It's a playoff. It kind of was, like was postseason though, Gar. It kind of was. They needed a win there. They had a win there. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not saying anything bad. I'm like, not I, saying you are. I'm, I'm, not, I'm just saying he's going to have a few nerves. He's going to be nervous. Yeah, so, I mean, we just we're we're saying that like I, we feel like it's the same amount of nerves that he would have had that game. Right. Like I don't think it's different. That's all. I think it's a maybe little it more, is a little right. more. I guess we'll see. Well, you know, you, I know you were I know you were very much on the whole September Noel is going to crumble. And um, yes, he's, he's done completely the opposite of that. Thank God. Um, for the he, most part, yeah. I mean, he's had one or two bad, but I mean, for the most part, I think he's been good. He had yeah. one. He had one. He had one bad inning. Yeah, he had one bad inning. He had one bad inning. Don't get. But he still kept you in that game. Don't get me wrong, Sean. Yeah. I say that, and in the back of my mind, I'm hoping that don't happen. We all are. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like it's time. For, it's it's time for him to shine. We need him to shine. Hundred percent. I totally agree with you on that. And biggest, we still got we, biggest start of his career is tomorrow. And I don't, yeah. I don't think that there's a single pitcher, other than Wheeler, that they can't use tomorrow. Absolutely, absolutely. You don't want this to go to Game Three. Well, not only that, but I mean Robertson can pitch. He pitched. Ro- uh, he pitched that much. Suarez, Alvarado, Alvarado, all of them. Everybody's available. Eflin's tomorrow. available. Yes. All of them. Yeah. What about Falter? Yes. Like, if it comes a situation where you need them, everybody's available. You don't want this to go to game three. Let's end this shit tomorrow. Polsky wants me to say you saying what I'm saying, what you said. (laughs) (laughs) So, even if it goes game three, you got all those things. That's that's the one did to me. Like, Suarez (laughs) is number three, but Falter's good. Syndergaard's good. Eflin's good. So is Wainwright. And Wainwright's been there, done that. No, I get it. And, yeah, you don't. Is Wainwright going to pitch game three? They haven't announced it, but he's pitching game three. Why is he not pitching earlier? I think he just pitched, and they don't want him. Who's going game three? They don't want him. I, I, he couldn't I have don't just know. pitched. I don't know. I don't know, Mike. Like, because you, you think you'd set your rotation for. I hear you. For, you would want Wainwright in the first two, at right. least. I, like, I, I don't know, Mike. Because it's, it's not like they were fighting to get into the playoffs to where they had to right, pitch him. The, like, right, they, they right. could have, they had plenty maybe, of time. And he's not right. Like, I, I don't know. Like, the, what I what I, what I I think will happen in game two, I mean, just what I feel, like, Noah's pitching a gem, and he's having a hard time getting run support. And it goes all the way into the late innings like it did today. Mm-hmm. And the, Philly, the Phillies might pull it out by one run. Okay. I'll tell you what, I'm going to go actually a little bit opposite. I actually think that... The Phillies ride the momentum that they had this game, and the bats come along. And St. Louis is is kind of a little bit kind of, you know, down Maybe on the dumps a little bit. Another home run. Nice, and I think I think that the Phillies end up jumping on them a little bit early. Not an easy win, but cruising to like a five three type win. So, so you're saying it's a goddamn it game. Like they they get up a little bit early, the Cardinals struggle back, and then then you're like, oh my, come on, come on, Phillies, and then they go, they they move on. Is right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's you know, I think it's a little bit you know, it's never going to be easy, but I think that, I think it ends up being like they jump on them early, they get a couple runs, St. Louis, yeah, fights back a little bit, and the Phillies I, hang on to it. I think three. I agree with Mike. That's kind of my feeling right now. Um, we kind of now. St. Louis has a pedigree. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. but but yeah, don't don't just you, dismiss. No, them. no, no. But you kind of you kind of gut punched them with that today. Um, that's why game one's very important. Right. Um, the way they lost that that guy that that, that that Hensley comes out, you figure the game's over, and then you just eat them up. Yeah. And the fans are all fired up. Right. Dude, that's one thing the Phillies have. I mean, over the last three, four appearances in the playoffs. Eat up relievers. They eat up yeah, those relievers. Yeah. They eat up those closers. They eat up relievers all year this year. Yeah. 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 Two th- so we're going back again. 2008. David Price was supposed to be the next big thing. He couldn't get anybody out. So what? Jonathan Broxton. Yep. When would no. the Phillies get a home a home game? In the next round. Next game round. three. Yeah. Game three. So uh, if they go that far next Friday. Uh, Dave Pearson said. Is that Raider, what it is? Yeah. As you said, Suarez would be uh, this game three starter, but he said we'll be limited to four innings. I hope that's not true because. He hasn't pitched in a while, and I, I, th- I don't think no, he's he pitched. Li- he well, no, yeah. he's he's on full rest. Yeah, I don't think he's limited, but I think he's on a short leash. Didn't he yeah. pitch against the Cubs? He pitched against the, the Astros. The Astros. Yeah, yeah, he pitched game the second game. Yeah, against so the Astros. He got five, shelled, but nobody gave be, a shit about right. that game. He'll be on his five day rest. Maybe that's why he's he's going to be limited. I, yeah, I don't think he's limited. Maybe that's uh, the he is game. on a short leash. Maybe that's a Suarez Falter game. Well, they, yeah. they have Suarez Falter and Syndergaard all kind of. Eflin. Maybe it like, won't even matter. Maybe we don't right, even worry that, about game that, three. That's what I'm saying. Like you don't even want this to go to game three. You gotta let's end this shit tomorrow. Like, like yeah. So you're, you're, you're saying, Sean, you're saying Falter Falter will be the reliever behind. Right. So you don't think that he he has deserved a, um, or earned a start at all during the postseason? No, no. You're, you're gonna go three starters. Um, no. Okay. No. Well, no, I mean you're eventually gonna need four. Yeah, you might. Well, need you might. Four. So in, not I mean, this he, next round. I mean, if, as, if a, you, as a rookie, he's, he's been, NL, he's yeah. been yeah. a good pitcher. Yeah. I'm not trusting Falter to start a playoff game. All right. You might you trust yeah, Syndergaard. Yeah, yeah, Syndergaard. That's the other option. Yeah, I'd go Syndergaard. Okay. He's been there. I don't well, know I mean, we're the way exper- ahead of I th- right. I just think the experience means a lot in the playoffs. I agree with that. I don't think. I don't think. Um, yeah, he said uh, approximately sixty-five pitches. That really, four innings or sixty-five pitches. Wow. Is, yeah. yeah. Um, right. and, and if so I'm that's definitely if, not the seventh inning. If I'm <laughs> if I'm in an, an opposing team and I hear that ahead of time, I'm going to capitalize on that. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, it's. Yeah, but how do you capitalize on it? <clears throat> He's a rookie, man. Things you just grind out of bats. Yeah. Who um, Suarez? No, I'm saying Falter. if you put Falter and you're the opposing team, oh. you know, like you just grind out of bats, make them throw pitches, take your time coming back into the box. Maybe There's that's why you throw Syndergaard in yeah. instead. That and that's where I'm at. I'm going with Syndergaard because Syndergaard's been in the playoffs. He's been there. Right. If he gives up an early run, he's not going to get frazzled. Right. Like, he'll, he'll know how to work through it. Yeah, and it's not going to get in his head. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, I'm not – I think Falter might have a bright future here as, like, a fourth, fifth starter, but I'm not trusting him in a playoff game this year. Okay. Uh, it was just a question. Start, I'll bring him in. I'm not starting him in a playoff yeah, game. Yeah, he deserves some time. I mean, uh, if, if the situation calls yeah, for yeah, it, yeah. Joe, Joe Cardano says, I, tr- I trust Falter before Syndergaard. All right. Uh, I, I disagree. I mean, I, that's that's – I disagree. That could go. To, that could go so many different ways. You know, there, you got you got people that are with his to sit with, with his agree with him, and then there's people that don't. Right. Well, uh, uh, we have our guest about to join us here, Mr. Steve Cockrum. How are you, sir? Hey, Steve. How are you guys? Good. Hey, Steve, so, how are you? So, Steve is a fitness mindset and transformation coach. Um, 
and uh, pretty interested to hear about, you know, quite a few things about what he actually does um, and, and how he got into what he's doing. But, uh, Steve, welcome to Corner Puff Sports. I'm Sean. Uh, it's Ryan, Mike, and Gary. Uh, and, uh, hey, yeah. Guys. Thanks hey. for having me on. Sure. Abs on? Absolutely, man. Uh, we, we're, we're, we're glad to have you on here to, with us tonight. Um, I'm not sure if drinking beer is the fitness that you, you would like to kind of get into, <laughs> but, uh, you know. I, I'm a rugby player, man, so beer's all good. Okay, yeah. there you go. <laughs> So you're in New Zealand, correct? That's right. Yeah, I moved over to New Zealand uh, four and a half years ago from the UK. Okay. As you can tell, I'm, I haven't got a proper Kiwi accent yet. So. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because we For actually had a guest on about a year ago. Um, um, and, and Beefy Kieran was his name, and uh, he he's actually in the Guinness Book of World Records for like being the biggest sports fan. He was actually from New Zealand, who transferred to UK. So oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's weird. We're doing See a little... what we did there. Yeah, yeah you like that? They, they, love their sports. they love their sports over here, man. They love their sports over here. Yeah, yeah. But he, was, he was also big. To, to be honest, well. I know us uh, us Americans have a hard time sometimes deciphering between the the UK and the the Australian type accents. Uh, there you go. There you go. I'm kind of in the mix at the moment. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so for you right now, it's it's Saturday afternoon. Um, yeah. Uh, and, oh, wow. Yeah, really? so yeah, it's Saturday, yeah, Saturday afternoon, <laughs> wow. like one forty-five or something like that. Yeah, something like that. But um, yeah, so we appreciate you uh, joining yeah. us on your Saturday afternoon, taking time out to talk to us. So, uh, so Steve, um, you know, I guess I guess I'll start off. Well, first of all, um, people should go and check out Steve's website. It's 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 um, it's Steve Cockrum's uh, dot coach, right? Is that your website? Yep. Yeah, yeah, and um. My yeah, my main website, my um, business website is Athletic Mindset. So it's um, www.athleticmindset.nz. And um, yeah, so just tell you a little bit about myself, really. Um, uh, I call myself a transformational performance mindset coach, um, a lot dealing a lot in sports um, with amateur athletes, professional athletes, and, and people just want to perform a little bit better because, you know, we're our own worst enemy sometimes, right? We, we've got a lot of roadblocks in our way. Um, that actually aren't roadblocks at all. They're just a challenge to us. So, um, so I, I love all of the mindset and the, and the psychology things. For me, I used to follow a guy called Johnny Wilkinson, who I don't know if you guys know, but one of the most famous rugby players that we've ever produced. And uh, he was notorious for his extra long hours in training, his, his mindset and his focus, and that took him to the top of the world world's game. But people like Kobe Bryant... Uh, massive influences on the way I, w I wanted to go as well. And people at the top of their game and they're so individual in how they deal with all that pressure. That's where I became really interested in, you know, how do they perform at that consistent level? Um, and what is it about them in particular, their own personalities that, that allows them to express themselves in the way that they used to. So um, piggybacking on that, like you mentioned Kobe Bryant. Yeah. So it, Kobe Bryant's famous, um, not only for what he accomplished in the sport, but he got there because of his work ethic. Um, there was no one that was going to outwork him. So um, just like, what's your feel on that? Like, like, you know, um, is that what intrigued you by, about Kobe Bryant? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. And I think, you know, obviously he had that, well, like for us as, as Brits watching from afar where basketball, NFL, they're, they're not mainstream sports over here, but, Obviously, we, we know all of the, the mainstays and the greats of those sports. And look at Sir Kobe Bryant. He, 
he had so many great other um, teammates around him that actually he wanted to make his own path, his own destiny, and become the best he could be. And not, not kind of worry about the result. It was about the process for him, being the best that he could be. And therefore, he became the linchpin. He became, you know, you guys know better than me what he achieved in the sport. But for me, he was the cornerstone of every team that he played for. Every time he went out on the court, it was him people were looking to, right? So um, to outwork everybody every day and every week and, and that long NBA season is just... You don't get these days because people are put into a box of being this and being that and being that sort of player or whatever. Kobe Bryant was just himself and he expressed himself through basketball, but his hard work was what actually showed on the court all the time. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Steve, I got a, I got a question for you. Um, so I don't know how it is in some of the sports overseas, but analytics has become a real um pain in the balls well yeah it's been a there's there's just been a lot of it put into sports now and it's and it's really yeah and and it's really just become a little bit over the top for me so yeah from your standpoint if, if you're talking psychology and everything else like that seems to kind of like counteract that a little bit from a like you kind of want to fight through that you kind of want to be mentally tough enough to kind of not need the analytics to come into play so what are your thoughts on the analytics and do you see that a lot in in your sports as well addicts what do you mean by analytics just the um like just you know, the breakdown of everything yeah just kind of like looking into a book like what's the book say on this or what's the t- statistics say like on the the third time around on facing a batter or you know, the, the lefty versus righty things in baseball, I'm sure in cricket yep. and stuff like that, I'm sure that a lot of that comes into play too. Like, do you th- yep. think it's over the top and do you think that mentally, the mental fortitude might, like, be lost a little bit with that? Um, yeah, I do in, in some respects. I think uh, for me, when you're, you're, you're a top sportsman, you always know what your opponents are all about. You know what they've achieved. They know, you know, what their mainstays are and where they've achieved most success. So you obviously, you know, you're pitching against them. You're, you're one-on-one against them most of the time. So you need to know their game inside out. But also, you have to have your own personality that, that comes into that battle and that duel, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you can read a, a book full of statistics. You can put loads of statistics on the screen while they're playing on a, in a massive game. But at the end of the day, when it comes down to one-on-one, it's about what they believe in themselves. And in psychology, we talk a lot about proactive confidence versus reactive confidence and um proactive confidence is what we generate from ourselves mm-hmm. and the reliability in our skills that we have um and you know i'm going to put it out there a lot of sportsmen these days are having smoke blown up their ass for being actually pretty average sometimes and it's because then they have that fear of failure because they've been put on a pedestal you see them crumble in massive games right and um and they've got to learn their skills they've got to do their homework and their due diligence like every other athlete on the planet mm-hmm. and uh i think the reactive confidence comes from the environment and pressure people put on you and do you take that as a positive and say hey i'm playing fans here and you know i am the best at my sport does that give you confidence or does that put a pressure on you that actually gives you performance anxiety right now for me you know, i love stats i love analytics but at the end of the day, it's two, two different humans 
or 15 different humans up against each other on one given day. Right. So, so history speaks for itself, obviously, in the black and white of books. But actually, on a day-to-day basis, how many times do you see the underdog come up and, and beat, the, beat the man that's on top just because he sticks true to himself? Yep. He knows what he got, knows what he hasn't got, and he knows what his team's got. He knows what the team hasn't got. So you play to your strengths, right? Hundred percent. I mean, we, yeah, absolutely. And we, and we, we had it happen today. The, the, the Philadelphia Phillies are in the playoffs. We just talked about it, and and they took their pitcher out, who was pitching a gem. I mean, he had, he he gave up two hits, no runs, and they pulled him with like because he, of a pitch count. Yeah, it's seventy five pitches, and they pulled him. And all of us were sitting there like, why would they do that? He was pitching a great game, and then you know mm-hmm. things kind of fell apart later. But um. Uh, we've uh, one of our listeners said great statement. Each person has their own personality, and it, it's a hundred percent true. Like, you know, when you when you go by the book and and all this, like, it, it, you're taking the human element out of things. And I think that's you know obviously that's something that you kind of um, go into is is you know someone who's you know facing a particular situation or maybe a struggle or or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and you're you're there to help them. Um, I, I know you you said you work with uh, several. Um, male and female athletes um are there any that we may know that you have worked with that uh have benefited from your your uh, your help um for me because i my, my business that i started um was probably about 12 months ago where i got serious with it so i'm in a place called wanaka um in new zealand where it's a, a lot of high performing athletes we've got two awesome ski slopes here mountain bike range you know we've got um some great you know full stop. We've got some great athletes in Wanaka and I'm very privileged to, to work with those. I used to work with um, British Athletics under 23 athletes as well. And some of them were very understated, you know, and even at that age, they were struggling to come to terms of competing against, you know, higher profile athletes. So I've got, I've got one lady who's an ultra runner, who's, you know, not famous by any means, but she had a real uh, bad hip fracture. Um, and it put her out for a long, long time. And I'm talking about running 100 k's in the hills. Yeah. Um, oh something that she's done for the last 15 years, years of her life. Wow. And um, she had to do nothing, man. Like she had to do nothing for two, three months. And I've been working with her now for coming up to a year, just under a year. And we've taken the whole holistic <laughs> approach. Is it as in what? What is it she loves about the sport? What is it that wants? Why she wants to get back to where she was, but also about creating a new identity. That's the old, you know, I'll mention her name, Joe. That's the old Joe. For me, it's about creating this new positive identity that says, hey, like, let's take some challenges. Let's take some risk. What's the reward like? And let's make it a calculated risk rather than a a massive risk that's going to put you out there again. So she's just coming back and she's running 25, 30K now and starting to enter events. And man, when when you see... hate to use the word, but ordinary people with the balls and the cojones to go back to basics and challenge themselves again and go through the highs and lows and the tears and the pain. Um, that's what keeps me doing what I do. And so these are amateur athletes sometimes or professional athletes. And man, you deal with them on a one-to-one basis. And it's just the personalities that you get and you scratch the surface and you, you, you discover an absolute diamond who's got so much give, so much get up and go but also just needs that reassurance and confidence to say, hey, I've still got this, man. And a lot of professional athletes, yes, they've got sports psychologists in their teams, you know, 
look at American um, football franchises, you know, millions and millions, billions of dollars. And they bring in sports psychologists to work with these top athletes. Yeah. But how many of them, how many of them work with that athlete two, three days a week mm-hmm. for 12 months? Right. Now nah, they, they book a time, they go into an office and they talk for 45 minutes. Yeah. That's it. We, That's we, it, bro. Yeah. We had, we had a guy uh, that played for the Philadelphia Eagles a couple of years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Nelson Aguilar, who uh, was, you know, a, a, was he a second round pick, first round pick? He was a first round. He was a first round pick. Yeah, he was a first round pick in the draft, and he came into the league and um, had a good season his first year, and and then kind of started falling apart a little bit. And he was working with a sports psychologist and try to get him right. And then the year that the Eagles won the Super Bowl, uh, he he had a better season, and then. He had a really good year that year. Yeah, he yeah. made some big plays that year. And it was like, wow, like he, he benefited. And that was the first time, I think, that we had heard about something like that so, happening yeah. on, on a pro pro level, at least that was that it was documented publicly. Um, and it was like, that makes sense. Like, you know, they're human beings. Like, they're, they're, they're out there. They're doing their job just like everybody else. And they're going to find those struggles and they're going to have those problems. And, you know, everybody needs help sometimes. And. Uh, it's become know. so prominent now with all the stuff that went on with the Olympics and, and the, the tennis player. And there's a couple of NFL players, Calvin Ridley, that was out for mental wellness, Simone Biles. Wayne like, Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they just are like well, talking the, about the wellness. The mental wellness is such a huge mm-hmm. thing right now. Talking about overseas athletes and, and overseas sports, male, <laughs> female. You know, there's there's five men here. Check out Alicia Lehman, Swiss. I know, soccer player. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow, that ass, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the show, Steve. Oh, man. Yeah, welcome to the show. That's, that's, so we're, Check we're, it out. All right. Check it out. But, yeah, but, okay. Is, that's not what you were talking about, though. No, it was. That was his point. That's my point. Oh. <laughs> that's your only point. <laughs> that was your point. Uh, I can't comment on, come on, on, on that, guys. Oh, but, hey, she's a professional player, right? Yeah. 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 Um, so what, what's the situation? Like that, that example you gave earlier about the, 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 the woman who was trying to run 100Ks, um, yeah. what, what's the, is, is that the toughest client you've had so far to try to overcome? Or is there, is there someone that you've really had to – work extra, extra hard, and may, maybe you were sitting or maybe doubting going, I don't know if I can get through to this person. Uh, did, mm. that, did that happen to you? Yeah, yeah, that has, man. And it, it's a massive learning curve for me as well. And that's why, you know, I took my certificate of sports psychology and neuro-linguistic programming, which tells you and gives you a, gives you a tool of how to speak to people in different languages and how to speak to, to them in their languages, what they relate to. And, uh, and, you know, some of the clients, man, I, I'm scratching my head after three, four weeks with them. And, and I'm thinking, right, what is it? How do they learn? Are they a visual learner? Are they um, repetitive learner? You know, so if I if I want to instill that proactive confidence into them, I need to get get them doing tasks that they enjoy. And they're leveling it up every time, you know, or they're leveling it up once in a while and actually recognize them that they're taking on challenges and obstacles and overcoming them themselves without outside influence. And that's a real powerful tool. If you give them something and let them run with it and then encompass a few setbacks with it, mm-hmm. okay, now's the question. Like, how are you going to get around this? You don't always have to go over the top. Sometimes you can go around the side to achieve great things. Um, I just change the dynamics and really suit that to 
to the athlete that I'm working with. No structure of how I work with what I call, I work in journeys, like four to six month journeys with, with clients. Mm. And no structure is the same. Everybody's different. Yeah. Because so, I want them to talk to me, man. I want to get to know them. So again, and, uh, again, like you don't, I'm sorry, like you don't use like a particular like structure. Mm-hmm. You get to know the person individually and what mm-hmm. works best for that individual. Yeah, for sure. And and you like, you've got loads of, I've got loads of tools at my disposal from, from doing my training and working with clients. But sometimes, man, you need to go like back to front. You need to start with, you know, what really scares them rather than, you know, what are they good at and their strengths. Um, and that holistic approach is talking about how they are emotionally, you know, what uh, barriers to success they're facing, what limiting beliefs do they have. And sometimes people don't, people don't take enough time to talk about people, uh, talk about things like that with people. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, sports psychologists are fantastic, fantastic professional individuals. Um, but they need to be given time with those athletes, not, not just expected to turn it around. And, and I don't class myself as a sports psychologist. I class myself as a performance mindset coach mm-hmm. because I want to help people perform in their sport, their life, relationships, and as a whole to be better and really appreciate themselves with great performances. That's what I want to do, really. I got, I got a uh, question and kind of like a follow-up kind of like a twofold question one is so what is uh what's your background that kind of made you kind of an expert in the field and do you kind of see it translating to things other than sports like the corporate world and like because obviously the mindset and the the drive and everything else that you're talking about with sports Mm -hmm. definitely would would come into play in the corporate world i mean there's there's obviously the, the same drive there's the same um there's the same um, repetitiveness there's the same psychology that comes into it that would yeah so yeah I'll, I'll stop there and let you talk about about both yeah no worries man no so my background is in actually in um personal training strength and conditioning training um and you get up close and personal with athletes then when you're taking them through that side of journey um you know you get to see all of their physical weaknesses strengths and uh, and i like to call weaknesses areas of improvement sure. you know because you can improve right so it's how you phrase things sometimes with people as well so i've had the fortunate you know i've been in the fortunate position to work with some great athletes up close and personal in the physical sense as well um but actually my background's in health club or gym and fitness management so i've managed lots of gyms and and i've been lucky to manage big gyms in the uk and and the switch for me into the psychology was that you see these people perform every day, every week on the TV. Then you get up close and personal and you go, hey, who is this guy? You know, what makes them tick? And uh, different things make different people tick, man. And, and when, you, when you start to get setbacks or you don't achieve in your sport and you get frustrated, you've got to realize that something's got to change. And is that something inside of you or is that something physically that's got to improve? So that's part of the journey that I love as well, getting to know the person and say, hey, like, you don't have to impress anybody. You've just got to impress yourself, and sure. you just get judged by yourself first of all, right? So do you work with, so, yeah. do you work with like regular people who aren't athletes? Yeah, like in the corporate yeah. world and whatnot too? Yeah, so and in answer to your like, second part of your question as well, 100% there's a crossover into the corporate world, and I've worked with some, some businesses as well. Um, in and around the Wanaka area and the Otago area. It's like 
you know, you've got to set a performance culture in a business. You know, you've got to have an environment where people can achieve, but also they can grow and um, they can make mistakes without having blame put on them because they're still learning. Um, and that's how you achieve results, man. Every time you fail, you take something from it. And you go, hell, I'm not going to do that again, but how can I get to my target by doing something different? And, um, and, and I think that you know, one, one thing that I would say is the growth, and you know, I'm sure you've heard this loads, guys, but you know, you've got your fixed mindset and your growth mindset. Mm-hmm. And those two are so, so different. But the one thing a fixed mindset, which we try and get away from, gives you is that real sense of your core values. And you never want to move away from your core values. So the fixed mindset is probably the thing that keeps your core values intact. Everything else can be a growth mindset, and it's great if you have a growth mindset. So Get out of your comfort zone. In in the corporate world as well, like, sorry to answer your question a little bit, in the long frame is like everybody who's a, a corporate athlete or just the average Joe who's got a corporate suit and tie on, he still wants to achieve. He still wants to earn money. He still wants to get promoted. But also, has he got a manager and people around him that are actually going to facilitate him learning, getting better, and and therefore, you know, reaching his goals and targets. Sure. And uh, you've got to look at that environment, man, and especially in top teams, top sports teams in the world. What's the environment like? Mm-hmm. You know, who's there to support players, not just on the field, but off the field? There's, I mean, there's something to be said about that. There's, there's a reason that there's teams that have losing cultures for decades and teams that have winning cultures. There's got to be something yep. to that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and it's only if you buy all buy into the same thing of what you're trying to achieve. And that could be, you know, avoiding relegation, whatever it is. We're all in the fight together, you know. And if you've got one cog in the wheel that needs that oil in all the time, is it worth the effort to oil that wheel? Yeah, it is, man. Because they could be the actual pivotal role or pivotal person that knows everybody in that team, knows all the personalities, and could bring them all together. Yeah. Um, and too often the, they sack the head coach, where actually the, the glue holding them all together is the head coach. Right. Um, right. Yeah, it's yeah. always, it's always yeah. the coach that's the first one to go every time, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And, and normally it's either higher than that. Mm-hmm. It's the person who employed the coach sometimes is the problem. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or, or the person or that's employing guy, the person that employed the coach. The, yep. So, so, sorry, bro. No, or it's the person that employed the person that employed the coach. Yeah, but when you, when you have a coach that's going to implement a system, if the, if the players don't buy in, like you were saying, buy into that system, you're not going to have success. The comfort zone. The fixed mindset, getting out of the fixed mindset. Exactly. Right, right. Yeah, and, and if your your greatest challenge of that season is avoiding relegation or you want to make the playoffs or whatever it is and everyone's on board with that, mm-hmm. then they, they also can hold each other accountable. Saying, hey, brother, like, you know, you've got to play to this level. We're all trying our hardest. You know, I'm, I might not be the best player on the team, but I'm giving it 150%. Yep. And if I turn up every day in training and in matches and give it 150%, I'm doing my job for the team, but also I'm making myself proud with my performances. So be accountable to yourself first and the team. You know, it's the only way that you gain that bond. Mm-hmm. You're all in it together. Then we win, lose, or draw. Right. There's no I in team. No, nah, bro. I never no. heard that before. That's what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty original. Over Welcome there. to the show, bro. <laughs> Uh, so Steve, so I know you said you don't. There is and win. You don't. There is and win. Yeah. Now um, I know you, you said you don't. Um, you don't consider yourself a sports psychologist. However, you're 
your 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 um, uh, field is uh, psychology based. Um, yes. So Maybe. so how how deep into that into that uh, uh, topic did you did you dive into? You know, when you were going through your training and, and going through schooling and, and whatever you had to go through to get to where you are. Yeah. So you know, being a personal trainer and a, and a coach. Um, you get to, like I said, you get up close and personal with the athletes and you you get to know what makes them tick, but also which buttons to press. And um, and for me, doing my training when I um, took my certificate in sports psychology, it was about me understanding the whole part about the brain, the mental health side, the you know, neuro-linguistic programming, you know, how to speak to people, how to get through to people. And Sport, sports psychologists are fantastic at what they do, you know, and, and I don't want to come across that I'm a sports psychologist, but the tools that they use are literally just taking it from that person they're working with. So they're taking it from them. They're, all, they're putting something on a blank piece of paper and say, hey, how can we work this in a, in a brainstorm approach to get you to where you want to be? Let's approach it with you know, what is your imposter syndrome like? Do you believe that you should be in this environment? You know, is it the fear of failure that's holding you back? Or is it the fear of success? What happens if I am successful? Holy shit. Yeah, you know? we, don't, we don't want you to end up living in a van down by the river. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's an SNL skin. Oh, he knows it. But, but there's, there's, what, what brought me to this stage is that I was just fascinated by the brain and its capacity to have all of these thoughts at once but one be the major driver of your success or failure. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, that, that was fascinating. And, and I love working with amateur sportsmen and women because sometimes they don't know how good they are and they're scared to push the boundaries. I'm sorry, we got a good question here. And, and you know, I think Mark's half joking. However, he said, do you use hallucinogens for, for your clients? But here's the thing, and this is why it's interesting. So I don't know how familiar you are with Aaron Rodgers, uh, American football player for Green Bay Packers. Yeah, kind of, kind of, not so not too overly. Yeah, so he recently recently came out and basically said that he uses um, what the heck is it? I forget what it's some called. Peyote or something some like Some kind of like yeah, like, some kind of drug. It's it's a um, it's like almost for, like a, for lack of a better word, it's almost like acid. Yeah, almost like an acid LSD. Um, yeah. yeah, like um, so yeah. basically he trips and. I'm, I'm sorry, but he's, no, yeah, he I, said, I think what it was. He said that um, he's if a he won, but he said that if he wouldn't have started doing this, he wouldn't have won the MVP. Yeah. He wouldn't be the quarterback that he is. Um, apparently, mm-hmm. it's helped him immensely mentally. Yeah, he's saying it helped him uh, get the love of the game back. And I'm like, yeah. wow, and, and which is weird because you know, the NFL has drug testing all the time, and yet. Here's their. That it was kind of that, so that under the radar. That don't thing. show up in blood or No, yours. it doesn't. But it, this is you one gotta, of their, you got to do a uh, one spinal your, tap. One of your post uh, take it to eleven. One oh, of, this sorry. Uh, was I too loud? No, no. The spinal tap. Oh, take it to I, eleven. <laughs> oh God. So. Uh, <laughs> Well, you know, well, sorry. Well, I'll just make 10 louder. So the whole thing with Aaron Rodgers is like, oh, he's the poster boy for the NFL. Somebody's got to grow mm. mushrooms. That's, and, and here's the thing. like, He's basically telling you that he's taking this drug to help him better mental his mental yeah. stability and whatever and get a love for the game back. So that's, that's why I think, yeah. that's why I think uh, what Mark was asking – might be actually a legitimate question. Have has that ever come across, or has that ever come a, a, about? I guess in your in your training. 
No, 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 not really for me. Um, I've heard of kind of similar things, but but I think what happens with people that, when they're in that limelight of professional sports, 24-7, you know, 365, for, for me, they need a release. And if you fall out of love with a sport, you don't get it back overnight. Right. You don't get it back overnight, man. So you need you need something to be able to go, hey, why is it I play this sport? You know, and no matter how many people ask you that question, you'll never find it until you're alone with your own thoughts right. and go, hey, do I really want to actually commit myself for the next 20 years yeah. to this sport? Yeah. Or have I had enough? Yeah. And what are the reasons that I want to actually lead this sport yeah. or stay in the sport? Yeah. Um, along, along so with, I understand the question, man. I understand the question. Along, yeah. along with your own thoughts, your hands tight, that, that's a release. It is. It is, man. It is. <laughs> Oh my God, Gary! <laughs> yeah, you're getting the personalities of the, the show now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Steve, um, before we let you go, and, and again, we we appreciate the time you've taken out uh, today with to hang out with us. Um, Easy, man. It's great. Yeah, if you don't mind, um, maybe sharing. You know, again, I know you shared the website earlier, but maybe you know, just reiterate your your websites and and everything, and uh, where people can find you and and where they can learn more about um, what you do. Yeah, sure, man. Yeah, so my website is www.athleticmindset.nz. Um, go on there, have a look around. There's some like bite-sized uh, blogs on there. I try to make everything simplistic so people can understand why they're feeling and what they're feeling and, and put it into a kind of tank to go, okay, what do I do with this right now? And it covers things like, um, like I said, fear of failure, performance anxiety. But even if you're just a guy who plays soccer at the weekends with a team that he loves playing for and he has a couple of beers afterwards, but you really want to perform at a, at a higher level or you think that you can be better than what you are and you can maximize your potential. I say, just step outside of your comfort zone, like get comfortable being uncomfortable. And, and every time you've got something in your comfort zone, take it to the fear zone, do something that scares you. Um, because if you don't, you'll never challenge yourself. And if you never challenge yourself, you always get what you've always got. So nice. I think, you know, a lot of amateur players um, hold themselves accountable and they look at the stars of the game and go, I'm never going to get there. Well, maybe you don't want to get there. Maybe you want to get to the best you can be and still have a couple of beers afterwards. What, what is it that you want from the sport? And yeah. my website just basically breaks it down as in everybody's individual, but go and check it out. Like see what you can find there. Yeah. I, I have a, a one question. I mean, you, you reached out, you said you would like to join the show. What was it? What point was it where you got to the where I hey I'd like to reach out I'd like to join these guys on their show what what made you make that decision? Well, I, I love love how relaxed you guys are you got you guys are but you also cover topics that are pretty much you know for you guys in America you, you cover topics that are pretty apt amongst footy fans or baseball fans and you actually ask some questions give your own opinions and mm -hmm. and I think when people ask questions sometimes. They don't want your answers. They want an opinion on their own situation. And you guys do that in a really jovial way, but you also bring in some awesome humor as well. So it's just for me, it just felt like a, like I said, I'm a, I'm a rugby lad, so I understand all of the humor. Yeah. Um, but I also appreciate, you know, the topics that you cover and, and it's your opinions that you're given and people tune in for exactly that reason. Thank you. Awesome. Right, Appreciate cool. that. That's a great answer. Yeah. yeah well, um, yeah. Steve, we're gonna we're gonna share all your stuff. Um, how to get in contact with you. Um, not to be self-serving, we ask that you share our stuff. Um, just give yeah, us a man. like on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, yeah, we'll do. 
We'd love to have you back, man. This, yeah. yeah, it was this really was, cool. Um, no, and, and Steve, the uh, thing is that too, like uh, you know, Mike, Mike had a rough week. Uh, I, I've, I've actually, I'm going through a change in uh, my career. Speaking uh, of like uh, coming yeah. out of your comfort yeah. zone and stuff, yeah. this is basically everything. Yeah, you mon- can, Monday yeah. I'm starting a new, a new position, a new job. I've been in my yeah, previous bro. job for nine years, so like, you know, this, Congrats. this was, this was, thank you. Uh, so this is interesting that you know this, this came about uh, recently, you know, this week. Yeah, Mike was alone with his thoughts, and his hand fell asleep. <laughs> I love that, man. I love it. He's like, why am I waking up next to a stranger? Um, yeah, so, uh, so this was, this was very fitting, and uh, we, we definitely appreciate you uh, taking the time out and, and joining us. No, thanks so much for inviting me on, guys. I really appreciate it. And uh, like I said, enjoy the rest of the show and uh, get everybody that's um, – that's tuning in with you guys as well to give their opinions because it makes your guys, your guys time a lot more fun. Hey? Absolutely. 100%. Yes, it does. Absolutely. Thank, thank These guys take me out of my comfort zone every day, <laughs> every <laughs> week. <laughs> uh, welcome back right. whenever, Steve. Thank you so much. Thanks, for appreciate it. Absolutely. Take care. All right. Take care, Steve. Steve Cockrum joining us tonight. That was cool. Yeah. You know, was I got to cool. tell you, when you, when you mentioned that to us, I was, all I did was make sure that the name, but that was um, that was a great interview. Yeah, that it was fun, awesome. man. Uh, we had a good yeah. time. You no, know, we broke nice. his balls, but I, we just went with it. Yeah, like he said, he's a rugby player. He, he seems yeah, like he gets it. Yeah, he seems like he kind of like rolls with it, and yeah, yeah, that was cool. I may be reaching out to that guy. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Ah, uh, Dave. Yeah, Dave yeah. said good day, mate. Yeah, he um, I may be reaching out to that guy. Yeah, it was cool, man. It was a good time. We we I I enjoyed that. Yeah. So, um, all right. So I think we want to get to the. Uh, yeah, we got other I'm things to talk take, about. Yeah, I'm going to take a leak and have a quick cigarette. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's do uh, let's do a little Sixers talk real quick, and then we'll get into the uh, six uh, the Eagles. Uh, Sixers start at the preseason. Tyrese Maxey looks absolutely fantastic right now. Tyrese Maxey looks like a he's, star. Yeah, he's going to end up a max player. I don't think there's no doubt in that, but um, uh, I I can go on forever. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I. Yeah, I haven't I haven't watched any of it. Have you guys watched any of it? I watched a little bit of the first game. Did you? I, I haven't read up on too much. I try not to get too, too high or too low on the the preseason. Um, you know it's it's great. I'm not surprised that Maxi looks good. I mean the the guy was telling. Doc, the day after the the season ended, that he wanted the keys to the practice facility to get back in. Yeah. Doc had to tell him, like, you need to take a rest. Yeah. So I'm not surprised that this kid has come back looking even better. Here, I I saw a picture of him. um, You know, he's working out or whatever. I'm like, damn, man, he put put a lot of muscle mass on. Yeah. He he looks bigger now. Um, Giggity. He put on a little bit of weight as well. Yeah, he Well, he, yeah, I mean he's, he, and he should because he's a he's guy He's like he, 22, 23. Like this is when you're putting you're he, you're filling your body in a little bit. And yeah. he likes to slash. He likes to get inside the paint and and you know you need that. for the for the yeah. laps. He's got to get the little extra weight on. Yeah, he he uh, Look, the ceiling, I mean the sky's the limit for him. I, we we talked about it last year when you know we're like, "Wow, this this kid's really coming yeah, to I his just, own." Yeah, I just I hope that he's he's learned, you know what? And maybe the best thing for him is having somebody like James Harden. James Harden's going to teach him how to be a playmaker, yeah. not just a scorer, not just a kind of, you know, one-dimensional or two-dimensional. 
not just being able to shoot from the outside and slash. It's going to be able to get him. He's going to be able to teach him how to dish. He's going to be able to get him to, you know, draw in the fouls. He's going to the, the, see the, the whole court um, pass. He's going to probably make him – I don't know if he's going to make him a better defender. I mean, he's never been the best of defenders, but Harden – you know, Harden, I mean, but – I mean, getting getting on to what you're saying, Mike, with Harden, like he, he, he's lost some weight, put on muscle mass. Like he, he looks he looks really, really good. I think Harden's taking this as his last chance at a championship. Because he hasn't won one yet and he's he's Do you do you think maybe the the Houston Harden is rejuvenated? I think you can get well, something like I that. I hope out of so. Him. Well so the one thing he he did say last year, which which I was really impressed by when when the Sixers lost the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't happy. He he came out and he's like, "Look, I haven't been healthy in two years. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, my leg's not right. right. I'm going to work on getting this right. I'm looking forward to having this time off, and I will be back next year." He put work in. He you, you he, could just see it in his physique. Yeah. He oh yeah he did. Yeah, yeah. He looks he looks different, man. He looks like he's ready to play this year. So look, even his they, beard's a little shinier. <laughs> look, <laughs> if they get sixty percent of what he was, they are in good shape because he got Harden. Who can make plays? You got Maxi, who's improving, and you got Embiid, who is Embiid. Right, and then you got more depth now, and, and more depth. Tobias is still Tobias; right. he's still decent. Like he's not max player, great. He's not yeah. an all star, but he's he's a he's a starting caliber power forward. I don't know what pulls he's doing. Two left feet, he walks in circles. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what he's talking about. He's like a sand shark when you break his nose. <laughs> they just swim in circles. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, if you're down the shore, you're fishing, right, Mike? You catch a sand shark. <laughs> you boom, boom, you break his nose, you push his nose up. You throw him back in the water, I'll just swim in circles. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. Have well, you I done this before? Done, yes, I have done it. You <laughs> punched a, you punch a sand shark? No, I broke his nose. What? Back in the water. Jesus Christ. Because there was nothing else better to do. He said, tell him, Gary, he's right. Yeah. All right. Hey, 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 Mark f- will tell you. The fuck, man! <laughs> <laughs> Going around catching sharks and breaking their noses. Yep. <laughs> cocksucking, bait stealing cocksuckers. <laughs> they're the little guys, right? Yeah, they're about this big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're tan, right? Tan and color. Nah, nah, gray, white underneath, no teeth. Well, here's here's. The <laughs> it looks like an old man after a fucking chemo treatment. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Brian Prop from the Philadelphia Flyers. Stop! <laughs> what, I didn't hear that. Yeah, so. I didn't hear it. <laughs> Too late. It's Too late. Do it again. He says it smells like piss. That's, that's Hi, I'm Brian Prop from the Philadelphia Flyers. I'm sorry. So what's guys. what's the? I can't I'm read the sorry, answer. Guys, Is my it? chair's all wet. I no, don't know sorry. why. Dave said, "Do you think the Sixers have the star power enough depth to win it all this year?" Polsky said they smell like piss. <laughs> um, <laughs> sand sharks. I mean, yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah, they do smell. Like Brian's piss. like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Sand I don't like piss. I don't know if they're the favorite. Like a I, hooker I think, got a, I think they got a chance. It's all over my shorts. What the Sixers? Got it yeah. all over my shorts. <laughs> they have. I think. What yeast? Why don't we look at this? Why don't we look at the East and and say I almost said yeast. Thanks. Yeast. Let's look at the yeast. It's, it's all yeast. Dripping. It's still, it's still the box. I love the bean container. Do you think the Celtics take a step back with the coach and the, and the no. that thing? 
I don't no. think so. You don't think you don't no, think the Sixers are better than the Celtics? I do think the Sixers are better than the Celtics, but I don't think the Celtics take a step back. So you think the Sixers step, take that much of a step forward? Even with the coaches? Yeah, even issue? with the coach. Yeah. I, so I, you think the Sixers are the second best team? Yeah. In the East. Okay. On paper, yes. Okay. Melton, PJ so you think Tucker. They make the Eastern Conference Finals and probably on paper. On paper, yes. On paper, right? Yeah. If, I mean, if everything goes the way we hope, like Harden lost some weight, Harden supposedly 100 percent healthy, right? So if you get at that piece of uh, of the Houston James Harden, right? Tyrese Maxey's a budding star. Um, Joel Embiid stays a little more healthy this year than he has in the past. And then the, the supporting cast is yeah. this is the best supporting cast right. that has been around Joel Embiid But you still think that Giannis is a little, a little bit of an echelon above Joel. I can't hear anything you said. I'm sorry. Middleton yeah, I'm sorry. is <laughs> probably a little bit more. Middleton and Drew are a little bit better than Harden. And you, you just think that the Bucks are just a little bit better still. The Bucks are probably still the best team in the East. Okay. Um, again, like you said, um, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, um, Giannis, um, right. and they got that they still got two, three guys that can come off the bench and light you up. Right. Um, but the Sixers, I think, can compete with it mm-hmm. with Eddie House, um, Milton. Um, who's the other one they signed that's going to come off? Hazel's Montrose. Montrose Harrell. Yeah. And bottom line, what they haven't had that they have this year, you're not going to push them around. Right. They have three guys in Harold, House, and P.J. Tucker that won't think twice about punching you in the mouth. Right. Yep. So you're not going to get pushed around. Yep. Um, so they're going to have an attitude, I think. Um, People are going to hate them. Uh, which they're is gonna, awesome. They're going to hate this team. Which is right. awesome. Yep. They already yes. hated the Sixers anyway because they don't like Embiid. Right. And now – yeah, now, now, now I'm peaking chirp, and there's going to be and somebody there's else. Be, yeah, the mic, I'm sorry, but you completely read my mind. <laughs> and B can do the dumb shit that he does. And, and then when somebody gets in his face, PJ Tucker's going to like get ejected for jacking somebody Eddie else. Or Eddie House, or yeah. like somebody's going to be like, yeah. "Yo, motherfucker, hold up." And the like, fans got to. It shut doesn't up care. I don't care that he's card. an idiot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so, like Jerry just said, and the fans have to be quiet now. Yeah. That, you can't dump popcorn on them. That's the fucking LeBron roll. So it's a there, LeBron there, roll. There's a card. Let me see if I can find it. So I'm gonna read it off to you. So there's a card that's being sent out. I mean, I mean, not that. It's like they got it. The guy that got, the guy that got popcorn or that dumped the popcorn on somebody, he got ejected anyway. But I think they're making it a little bit more strict. Brian, did you say right said Fred? Well, maybe a lot more strict. Right said Fred? Is that yeah. what you said? No. No. Oh, I thought oh, you were too sexy for too this sexy shirt. for this No, shit. it's in our thread, I said. Oh, it's I in our thread, not right no, said No, in thread. our thread. Has that, that got to be, like, within a certain I don't know. Section? So, warning, warning cards are now being handed to, out to NBA games for spectators. It's got to be close to the court. Mike, it has to be. Right. Because people aren't going to hear from upstairs. Yeah, it's, uh, the guy that's sitting at the last rafter can say whatever the yeah. fuck he wants. Nobody gives a shit because nobody can hear him. Screaming the N-word. No one's going to say anything. Possibly. Uh, you were <laughs> you were being issued. No. <laughs> you were. <laughs> He'd probably get his ass kicked. But <laughs> yeah, a basketball You're, game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Carol will never go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. You're being issued a warning that the comments, jester, gestures, not jesters, 
the gestures and our behaviors are you have directed at players, coaches, game officials, and other spectators constitute uh. excessive verbal abuse or behavior that is disruptive or interferes with the game participant or another spectator are now in violation of NBA fan code of conduct. This is the first and only warning that you will receive if, after receiving this warning, you verbally abuse any player, coach, game official, or spectator or engage in behavior that is disruptive. Um, you will immediately be ejected from the re- uh, arena without refund. So, that's the, mean, that's the yeah. LeBron rule. Yeah. That's the LeBron rule. But I, I mean, fucking hate LeBron James. But wait a minute. If you're going to an event, I don't act like an asshole. I understand don't act like an asshole, but if I'm sitting courtside, I should be able to yell out, LeBron, you suck. Without him coming up, oh, oh, that thing, he he hurt my feelings. I think there's a there's a he hurt my feelings. It's a thin line, Brian. Like, are you throwing popcorn at him? No, well, no I'm saying LeBron. I'm saying LeBron, you suck. And you yeah. and he can hear me. And now you're getting ejected. And I should not be ejected for that. No. Well, I mean, yeah, right. I I I hear you. And I'm going to play devil's advocate. For sure, but then they were talking about the play, the wives, like yelling. Right, shit like that. you get personal and you, insulting. That's one thing, but yeah, the but players th- do it too. No, but hold on, hold on. Let me make my point. It's it's been escalating. Mm-hmm. It's been an issue that has gotten worse and worse and worse. But it's only gotten worse because the players can't ignore it. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like the the Chris Paul thing, where the guy was talking to about his mom that, last year it, in the playoffs, and again, and stuff that's like different. That. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's what's prompting this. You're making no. Milk. What's prompting this is what LeBron. It wouldn't have changed if LeBron didn't get upset about it. Right. Uh, so it's right. the LeBron role. Like I you're don't making. Know. It's been going on for years. Yeah, I don't know either. I, the Paul George. You're with making his wife multi-million thing. dollars. Ignore that fan. Yeah, but what about? The, the person's wife in the crowd is getting harassed from fans. Right, that's that different. That has nothing to do with LeBron or 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 what you're right, saying. That, that, that's that, a complete. That's just someone being. But an this asshole. is right. this might be them preemptively <laughs> telling Polsky, them like LeBron, look, stop being an asshole. You're gonna, like this might be kind of giving them the warning that you're hoping that stops them from doing this shit. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's the LeBron rule or if it's them just kind of saying enough is enough with the shit that's going on. So you're on your way home and you're I don't know, man. I mean, you stinks. might be right. It might be like the, the, the millionaires and LeBron like crying too much about like being told they suck. Or it could be like, I don't know where the line's drawn. I think the line is drawn outside of your fam- family sitting courtside and being harassed and insulted. Ignore it. Ignore it. Stop being a pussy. Well, wait a minute. Stop being a pussy. What what type of harassment are you talking about, Ryan? Is it verbal or is it well, it's anything, all verbal? Anything. Like if your family sitting courtside, say me or you were in the NBA, Gar. Okay. And mommy and daddy are sitting courtside. Okay. And somebody's screaming, "Your son's a piece of shit. He fucking sucks." Well, you gotta ignore that. I mean, mommy and daddy don't. No, they're not gonna. That's not right. No, that's not right. But now, if mommy and daddy, if mommy and daddy, if mommy and daddy are sitting courtside, and I'm sitting here, and I'm screaming, "You suck! You suck!" But I'm not screaming it at our parents. Right, that's different. Then ignore it. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Stop being a pussy. I agree with that. Hundred percent. I agree with that. Right. And I don't know where the line's drawn. Right. But if you're verbally assaulting. A player's parents, 
And it's not just it's not just a soul thing because they can get nasty. It could be somebody like that says you should you know telling 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 you your mom out. or telling telling your mom in front of your dad, hey dad, your mom should have swallowed before they had you. Yeah, like that's that's the type of shit. And if you hear, and if and if you're sitting and if you're sitting here and you're overhearing that as a player, that's. I mean. You're yeah. gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna accept that. No. You're gonna you would like that. It. right? No. That no. But now, if somebody's just sitting in the stands and you're playing, and somebody's screaming at you, like attack me. Why you gotta attack my? Right, parents? right, right. And that's where I'm at. If I'm attacking you verbally, but they feel like while you're on the court, that they, and you come over and you tell the ref, oh, he's saying this, he's saying that. Stop being a pussy. Shut the fuck up. Right, and again, right, it right, depends. Right. It depends. You sucks one thing. When There's would, probably some line that needs to be, yeah. Like you have to if figure out where that line. A, if you, you attack, suck, should not get kicked out. Mike, if you if you attack a player, a player's parents in the stands, now you, now you made it personal. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. Right. Like it's, 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 not, it's no longer you suck isn't personal. But if not, you're sitting here talking about like, you know, oh well, you know, what about the hooker or this and that? Like if you, there, I don't know. There's there's got to be like. Talking to Tom Brady, hey, the divorce, this and that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, yeah, like yeah. is that too far? No, I don't think it is. Okay. No. no uh, you, so, so you Peterson. Make, you Pe- make enough or, hey, money. Can I have that? can I have that piece since you're divorcing her? Whatever. whatever. Okay. You make enough money. That, like, you're held to a standard. The fans aren't supposed to affect you. Unless they're, they're uh, literally, like, assaulting someone you care about that's in the stands. But if I'm just coming at you, screaming shit at you on the court, yeah, I'm gonna go to the uh, yeah, yeah, say yeah. He said this. Shut the fuck up. You're not Stop wrong, being a Ron. pussy. Shut You're the not fuck wrong. up. Like, did, did, did I hear Tom Brady in this conversation? How has he come up? Because no. someone say Tom Brady is being yelled at because about, he's his, about he, his divorce. He, maybe right? he's uh, apparently he's going now, through a divorce. Now you're getting personal, right? Uh, is that okay? Or hey, like, can I can I have a piece of that since you're done with her now? Well, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Here's the difference. Like. NBA, you're closer to the action. You're you're closer right. to the, the the players than, than any, any other, other sport. sport. Absolutely. Um, you know, baseball is probably the next second. I mean, hockey you're divided by glass. Right. Uh, baseball, if you have a seat next to the dugout, but there's only twenty people who can have that access. So. And even that, they're still like you're still underneath the but dugout. See, yeah, it's still different. That's so another thing. NBA, too. you're right there on the court, basically with these you can, players. Like, how many how many hockey yeah. games you been to in your life? How many? Right. Uh, Right, 20, 50, right, right, right. They, the, the fans scream shit at the players yeah, all the time. They you bang on the glass right at them. Right. You never I mean, hear this in hockey. No, the only never. thing you've seen was when the idiot threw the drink at Ty right. Domi now and fell over to. Right, now that that's crossing a line. Right. But the NBA is different, Ryan. Because they're pussies. They're prima donnas. <laughs> they <laughs> might be, but I mean, the and the NHL, you're right. The NHL has a little bit thicker I mean, skin. I can't, I but can't it's, argue with them. you're. They're skating around. They're not standing around. It's hockey's different. Like you're never like standing that close to the players. But if you're focused on the game, you shouldn't even hear it. But there also has to be a level of professionalism <laughs> with, with the players <laughs> and the fans. Yeah, not That's just awesome. the players and the fans. Like there's got to be a surf, certain level, Ryan, where it, home run. where it ends. Yeah. Oh shit! They're up I, seven I, nothing now. Right, I'm not saying it's okay. Sure, I'm got not. Fucking like you have to, there has to be a point where you, 
you know, because you want you want kids to be interested in these sports. Later, Scherzer. Right. But, but so, and as a father, are you bringing kids to? Are you bringing your child to this sport if he's arguing with the fucking fans? And the fans, oh fuck you! No, do you want your kid here listening to that? No, you don't. You don't. No, I'd I'd be alright with Corey hearing that. It's not the real he, world. Not if he's not if he's uh, three or four. You don't want well, him to hear that. No, it, it, Ryan, it can't be. Well, you shouldn't have him there at that age. But you shouldn't. But why shouldn't you? Because a three or four year old's not going to sit through a basketball game. Not all of them, but some do. Some will want to. That's a going to be a rare thing. All right. So like now, if you're oh, on the if okay, you're courtside, so we'll, if we'll you're courtside, Gary, if you're courtside, the money you spent for them tickets, and most likely if you bring a three or four year old, you're not staying the whole game. Ryan, there are some fans, Sixers fans, that have been coming up through the through the through the ranks since they since they were so now they have kids. There's, there's fans that are there at the Can't game hear you changing guys. diapers. Right, they shouldn't be there. That's, that's not your decision to make. Then it's not my. It's not the, the official's decision to make for you because you heard some shit for that fan not to be here. I mean, you, got you shouldn't to. have brought your three or four year old or a kid that you got to change diapers so, so while you're at the game. So you're you're right. saying you're you're you're, you're you got your fan. Look at it. Look at it at at, at a fan's. Where where? Okay. Look at it. We're at going a fans, off uh, a fan's point where they're bringing their their family has been coming to the game since fucking you know, and you got the, the fan in the back screaming, "Ah, you fucking asshole!" This and that, fucking asshole! This and that. That's, that's what happens at a game. That's what happens at a game. No diaper change in the stands. That shit stinks. I'm offended. Because that's the way it is. Come on, Gar. Asking, Come on, how many Eagles games you been to? Come on, that's the way it is. Great. All right, but that's the way it is. You're going to hear some shit at a game. Uh, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm not what you're that's saying, just the way it is. As a, as a whole, you know what I mean? As, as a fan perspective, it's, it's, a different, it's, it's different now. It's not, it's not the same as, we, as when we were kids, Ryan. It's not. All right, but that doesn't mean I got to be all right with it. I'm not saying you have to be. I'm just saying that's the way it is now. Don't mean you gotta like it. You don't gotta do it. You don't. You don't gotta like it. Just do it. Yeah, I am. Um, you know what I mean. Stop being a pussy. Don't even focus on what the fans are saying. Play, play the fucking game. You're getting paid to play. Well, all right. Yeah. So, and uh, will you just have changed? Because you know, just an example, and I'm, you know, throwing this out there. Uh, so then it should be all right for a fan to throw yeah, the fans are softer now, too. The, the fucking Cardinals give up the lead 3-2 to two in the ninth, and their fans start leaving in the top of the ninth today. You're right. What kind of fans are that? Yeah, what kind of – like, come on. You're going to do the same fucking thing. Yeah. If okay. it's the Phillies and it's here, you're going to leave in two. No, no, no not in a playoff leave. game. I'm not leaving no. in the top of the ninth when my nope. team has a chance to tie it up at the bottom. No. They had bases loaded. The tying run was at the plate. I'm leaving. Okay. I'm leaving. That's why you've only been to three Eagles games in your life. Well, what All right. You're, you're, you're my fucking fandom? Yeah. No. no. Yeah. No. Why, why are you leaving a game? So you're leaving You're leaving a Phillies game. A playoff game. A playoff game because they're down 6-2 going into the bottom of the ninth? You're leaving? Yeah. Tying run came to the plate. They, four fucking runs in the Right, and the tying run, came, run to came to the plate in the oh, bottom well, of the well, ninth. Oh, okay, now that's different. That's yeah, not, but how do you know if you already left? Right. 
How do you know? You already left. You're fighting traffic. You can't even listen to it because you're not out of the stadium yet. You don't even know what happened. I'm cursing and howling the whole time. Because you left. You well, shouldn't have left. That's your fault. Fo- I got, I got to go that's to work your stupid. It's a Friday night. Okay. You got to work the next day. It's a Friday afternoon. All right. Th- we're done. Okay. Why, why are we done? Because this conversation took a turn. It doesn't why, make why, sense why, anymore. What turn did it take? What is your problem tonight? I don't have a problem. Hey, dude. You're like fucking on edge tonight or something. No, I'm not on edge. I'm yeah. all right. You just questioned people's fandom. We just explained it to you. Oh, you questioned my fandom. Yeah, no. and yeah, you, because, yeah you because you said, you'd said you would leave. leave. Yeah, so, I, I, so you have to yeah, fight I'm traffic leaving. on a Friday afternoon because you have work the next morning? All right. Yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, it's well, that's what different. happened today. Friday afternoon. <laughs> oh, I forgot it was Friday. It's 1 o'clock. I forgot it Saint, was Friday. Friday, St. Louis. It's 1 o'clock in, in, in a start time. So it's yeah, 3 o'clock in the leaving. afternoon. Those fans are leaving. I'm not leaving. Because it's 3 they, to 2 at that point. They were marching out of the stadium. I was laughing. But if that game's here and I'm there, I'm, I'm not leaving. leaving. All right, all right. I don't care if it's Tuesday night. I'm not leaving. It's a playoff game. You right, spend all that money for it. It's a playoff game. Yeah, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, it's it's I, I I'm jumping in a little bit late, but it's the the rich folks that don't care enough about the game that just kind of spend a lot of money to buy tickets. And they're well, the people that pitch. And those are the like people this whole who thing sit on the court I wasn't trying yelling to at the fans right, who feel entitled. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. They are entitled. It's a sense of entitlement, feeling like it's okay for you to say what you need because I paid for these seats. I'm gonna verbally abuse you, call call you and your family names. And that's okay. That's a problem. So the fans, in my opinion, and what Gary was saying earlier, I agree with him on, is that fans have changed. Like, fans have. It's different. It is different. And the price of tickets have gone up, too. It's all that stuff. Yeah, like, there is a line. There is a line. But when I, like, my point is with the player. um, You said there's a line. (laughs) If you guys remember. on here. But if if the players. Like, I agree with the sense of entitlement. Like, I paid all this money for this ticket. I should be able to say fuck you to that player. I get that. I get that, that, like, you shouldn't. That doesn't give you the right to say that. But at the same time, this comes down to the players. Mm -hmm. Like, you should be able to block that out. Unless they're, they're literally assaulting or verbally abusing your family. Right, right, right. Now, now there has to be a line. You right. suck is is not the line. We're, 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 Sean said two minutes ago that the fan base is different. Like if you remember two weeks ago, like the Phillies are in the hunt for a playoff state to get into the playoffs, and they got to do a fucking dour hot dog night just to get people to come. Like, like a dollar hot dog night, just to bring fans. Well, they've in. done that beforehand. I mean, it's not the dollar hot no, dog. Well, night. Mike, well, three games before yeah, that, this thing. Well, there's a thing with the Phillies, though. Like I, I get your point, Gar. But it's been I eleven do, years. But it's been eleven years since they've been in the playoffs, and to take like you go down to the you go to a Phillies game, say with Geneva. The tickets, parking, a beer or two. A hot dog. You're spending. You're spending. You're spending three hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. 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 So like, I'm not coming down there for that, unless I know, unless I know you're definitely going to the playoffs or something. It was, it's been eleven years. I'm not, not spending that. But you're not. You're not wrong, Ryan. It's just a point that I was making. That's all. Like the right, fa- right. the fan base nowadays is different. 
like in 2011, those seats weren't empty. But they, they also they also had a seven year run. But this, all right, right. But this, I'm, you know. And you know it was, what I mean? It they, was, they had like a seven-year run. It's 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 deeper. Yeah, they had a seven-year run. The seats weren't. You're empty. right. The seats weren't empty. They had a seven-year run. The prices were the cheap. The prices were a little cheaper. Not only that, but the thing was is that it was a trend. It was mm-hmm. the place to be. Mm-hmm. Right. There was there's a difference. Like girls, mm-hmm. right, for whatever right. it's worth, well, are going to go hang out and tailgate at the place to be. Right. They're oh. not as money. They're not as worried about how much it costs. Right, and if to, it's the place to be, and to that point, and they're not the place to be right now. And they to that get point, to the place to be next season, next season. So, so that the, that the baseball season starts in April or March, right? Them seats ain't going to be right empty. now. You get the mid-May, and the Phillies look legitimate. Citizens Bank Park's not going to be empty, right? Right. Right, and it's gonna be it's gonna be the guys who are gonna want to go, and then the girls are gonna right. want to go because the guys are there. They're gonna want to tang in. Like you said, it's all become that the place to be again. Hey, Rob, I, I want to get I want to get back to fucking fifteen minutes where Sean said, "What the fuck's your problem tonight?" I yeah, I've been a little argumentative tonight, and I'll, I'll apologize, guys. I'm sorry. I already forgot. Oh, I it's missed cool. It is what it is. Bro. I missed it too. I Baseball know. is by far the uh, cheapest ticket of the four major sports. Yeah. Rob Rob Elvis said that it, it, it yeah. probably is, but it's still twenty five, thirty dollars a park. And the doesn't city mean, still doesn't believe in a team, that, and they have to prove it. And he's right about that yes. too. Right? Like, yeah. if, like if I'm taking my son to a game, I'm going to spend say three hundred bucks for that game the whole night, right? Mm-hmm. I got to know they're viable. Mm-hmm. I got to know I'm not going to go down there and they're not, that, that they're going to have off hit have one which, fucking hit, which is why no one wants and to lose to, five nothing. No one wants to go to the hockey games. Then. Right. Right. So like. I'd be willing to spend the money if I know they're viable. Yeah. I mean, I, the other night I had four tickets to the Flyers game. I texted, nah, nah I'm, I'm good. good. I'm like, damn, I can't give these fucking tickets Mark, Mark A preseason know. hockey game for that team? Ooh. Mark wants to know if you're pregnant. Is that why you're emotional? Are you yeah. pregnant emotional, yeah. guy? Yeah, my panties are all moist. Yeah. I got leakage. You taking, you taking some prenatal? My, nip, my nipples hurt. You taking some prenatal yeah, that's vitamins? The thing. Rob, Rob just said uh, the Flyers are actually doing $25 tickets now. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I, I'm, I'm good. Is that, I'm still is good. that the Flyers or the Phillies? No, the Flyers. Okay. Flyers? Right, I don't right, know. So, Rob so, talking so about I take, Flyers or the Phillies. So I take my son to a game, right? That's 50 bucks. I'm paying 40 to park. I'm paying $9 for a beer. I'm paying $8 for a hot dog. $17 for a pretzel. Right. Like, so I'm $50. still. Oh, he met, he met the Phillies. I'm, I'm sorry. still yeah, spending 200 bucks. Wait a minute. No. Wait, Brian, that being said, has, has Corey ever been to a Flyers game? Yes, all right. He he meant the Phillies. I'm sorry, but so no, I mean the Phillies. Yeah, he's right. You can you can do. Pulls <laughs> you said eight dollars for gas. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. He's right. You can get tickets for twenty five dollars, sit in the four hundred level, and but still, you know, family four, it's a hundred dollars right then and there. The parking's another thirty. Hundred thirty, you're buying food, all that shit. You're spending two hundred. Anyway, bucks. What the, I don't but know. whatever. I mean, like, yeah, it's it's not the it's not the ten dollar. It's not the the five ten dollar tickets ten dollars to park. Yeah, remember the time? Remember the tickets that came in the Phillies Franks? Yeah, but and and the thing was yeah. is that, like, yeah. you're saying for a family and shit, the people that aren't going to the games are all the the, the college kids and the younger kids and uh-huh. stuff like that that aren't going because it's not the place to be. Right. They're the ones that don't give a shit about spending hundred. Right you know, now they got a spendable income. Now again, to my point a few minutes ago. You get to mid-May next year, and the Phillies look legit. It's going to become the place to be again. Mm-hmm. It will. 
Yeah. If they if they have a good run this year and they look good next year and fun, yeah, then right. it's gonna be right. So you're saying you're saying that the, the Phillies have fans that are hard uh, it's the hot topic. It's not just the Phillies, I think it's just in general. Like that that's that's fucking awful. It has been weird though, because the that's Phillies awful. the Phillies have been good for majority of the season this year and that stadium is empty. Now you now my office where I, where I work is right around the corner from, from Citizens Bank Park. And, you know, I remember when... when oh, uh, it was good two weeks ago. for you! I'm going back to the office, and you see, it's an old it's an old fucking man with a cane, and he's walking to get into that fucking stadium. I was like, wow. How long has he been watching the fucking Phillies? Like, that was yeah. great just to see that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like... I think that... I've been saying it for years. The the fact that the, the players are making as much money as they are and everything... It's become a little bit overpriced. Uh-huh. Absolutely, they have to make up the money somewhere. And, and, um, but everything is it, nowadays, Mike. Right, I agree. Like eight dollars for a, a fucking a, a dozen eggs. Like what the fuck? Mm. Right now, you need a dozen eggs. I don't need to go to the movies. I haven't gone to the movies for like twelve dollars. Like I, I, I don't. I, I don't need to go to a Phillies game. Yeah. I don't said, need to go to. A yeah, Flyers but you game. know what? You don't need to, but you used to enjoy doing it. But yeah, I think, when I think it was a, when it was they a were little viable, bit, I think but it was home. also when it was a little bit, it was a little bit more affordable. Like everything's like I don't do a lot of the stuff that I used to, like, I could, but like twelve dollars for a movie, I'm like, eh. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, once I remember, in a while. I'll be able to I'll day be day able day. to stream it in three weeks. Yeah, it's right. like five dollars is cool. Twelve, thirteen. Like, like I, yeah. Ryan, I remember being a kid with my, with mom and dad with the Phillies Franks. You get the tickets. Ah, oh, there's nothing to do. Let's 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 take them to see a Phillies game. You know what I mean? And parking wasn't forty fucking dollars. Well, we would take SEPTA. Right, right. You, you know what I mean? You're hundred percent. So right. they they would spend ten bucks each way to get us all down there. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so we'd be down there, you walk to the stadium, you're in, you got the ticket. And then, no, they, then they'd probably spend another thirty on a hot dog and a soda. No. And this is all you're getting. No, that, no. This that, is all you're getting. That's M and N's in the fucking side pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this is all you're getting. Right. Rob like, said they, enjoy it. Yeah. Rob said he budgets his money for sporting events and strip clubs. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> now, you know. Either way, you're I busting think, a nut. I By the I'm, way, check out Rob, the Rob you're V You're busting show. a nut on a strip or a sporting event? Uh, if they win, so you're going to blow a load. Are you? Yeah. Right in the Philly Fanatic Stout. Only if it's a playoff game. Right in the Philly Fanatic Stout. The, um. Fuck you. Comes out. Fucking chip bag. Um. Check out the Rob V show, by the way. He he had a, a porn stall or a so you're Claudia back on his at show me last week. By taking an Uber home. Damn, that hurts. <laughs> as long as it don't squirt. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's uh let's go to a, a team that doesn't have a problem selling tickets and is currently the only four no team left. E A G L E S Eagles! So no, the, we, we do know what we're yelling yeah, about. We're we? yelling about the Eagles. Eagles are 4-0, and oh, and they're taking on Arizona in Arizona this weekend. Um, last week, Doug Peterson comes to town. Sloppy, rainy, nasty game. Yep. Ugly. Like, Pounce on, pounced on us, though. Uh, you, you called it, Gara. It was going to be a run-heavy game, and it was. Yes. Um, Jalen Hurts didn't have to throw the ball 45 no. times. No, um, you called the way the game went, though, dude. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there was a little bit of everything that all of us have called. There, in that that's game. true, Gar. Yeah, that's yeah, true, yeah. Well, the, the Eagles have won in a few different types of ways now. That's and I that's think, a good thing. I think yeah. that's the most impressive thing. They're showing they can attack you. And mm-hmm. So you shut this down? All right, we'll do this. Yeah. That, that you want to sh- put nine guys in a box? All right, Jalen Hurts will tear you apart. That means you're rainy, good. sloppy, shitty weather. All right, we can run. That mm-hmm. means your offense's balance is able to attack you from different ways. Right. Yeah, um, now, mind you, like Jacksonville looked terrible. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. Offensive. Trevor well, Lawrence had a terrible Well, the defense game. made him look like a second-year quarterback. Right. Um, I, I don't think it's all on Trevor Lawrence. I think you got to give the defense a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. It right. was a sloppy game. The ball was slippery, and this defense took advantage of that. Especially right. Hassan Reddick. Yeah. yeah. Player like, of the week. Yep. Like it's, it's completely obvious that the conversation on the sideline was like, yo, this is a rookie quarterback. The weather's terrible. Let's get that ball. He's right. going to make the ball available. Right. Now, now what I've what I seen in this game, I'll get back to where we were talking about, about this a few weeks ago, where, where Sean and I both said, you know, if you got a healthy Miles Sanders, you're better. You're better if, he, if, if he's healthy. Right, right. And, man, did he put on a show. Yeah, he was, he was good. In God, yeah. like, like, damn, did he – fuck. Like, he, he, he was phenomenal in that game. Yeah. You got to see a little Trey Sermon. He, he had a nice run at one point. Two. Yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, nice uh, one for yeah, Gary's first got so Gary's about Gary's got the film on both runs. Sir, Gary's got a hard on. Give me two. So he's saying going to be hard. <laughs> so he's talking about Arizona. Uh, yeah. So Rob said that this this week's game's gonna be trap. It's a trap game. I feel game. like the last I feel like there, there's a couple trap games. They right? haven't won in Arizona since 2001. Wow. This changes it this week. Man. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, like, well, and we'll get back to the Arizona game in a second. But just to recall, you know, just to recap. The uh, the game we saw. Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't I, look good to begin with. I mean, down yeah. fourteen nothing. Um, I didn't expect that. I did expect the Eagles to start off slow. Yeah, I mean, the pick six obviously plays yeah, a big that, role. That, like, yeah, I mean, how often does that happen? But that again, that's that's the sloppy, shitty weather that came into play. Uh, yeah. Answer this question though, honestly. They're down fourteen nothing. I um, wasn't because I know. Did any of you feel like they were going to lose? Because uh, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, there was a point. Uh, I guess it was early in the second quarter. I was like, man, they might they might actually lose this one. Um, but, the, like, the bottom line is Trevor Lawrence. Because the offense wasn't doing anything. No, I mean, I was more along the lines of just, what the fuck? Let's get it together. But I was never, like. I never felt like they were going to lose. Like, there was a chance they could lose, but I didn't I didn't think it was over. I, I wasn't like, this. they're, they're going to lose. No, I never felt like, this is over, they're going to lose this game. Me neither. No. Like, like, Trevor Lawrence was not prepared to play in uh, astronomical Philadelphia weather, and Jalen Hurts was. But we, we just said that it wasn't Jalen Hurts that won that game. But he's got to command the offense. He didn't lose fumbles. Lawrence did. If he didn't lose four fumbles. Two, two or three fumbles? It was time? four. Jeez. It was four. Yeah. Well, he had five turnovers. Yeah, he lost three fumbles and threw two picks. Yeah. 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 Jesus. But he fumbled the ball five times. Yeah. Well, and they were stupid fumbles, Ryan. It's because the ball was wet. He didn't like, like he, the one he's scrambling out to the right hand side. Someone's called him Sunshine. And he just, I call him Sunshine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunshine. Sunshine. You know where it's coming from? That that's, movie. That, that yeah, that's, uh, yeah, yeah. Remember the Titans. Remember yeah. the Titans. Yeah. Sunshine. <laughs> I've been calling him Sunshine since like his first year in Clemson. 
Like, I've been calling him Sunshine for six years. Fuck him and his moat face and that fucking haircut. He does have a fucking... He's ugly. He has a honker yeah, on him. Yeah, yeah. He does have a big yeah. face. Yeah, he can eat a hoagie in the shower. Fucking big bird. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Wait. What, he can eat a hoogie in the shower and keep it dry? Yeah, because his nose is so fucking big. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Mike's like, oh, I get it. <laughs> um, chip bag. All right, but moving on. Um, <laughs> fucking chip bag. The Jaguars do look like a better team than they were. They're training the right way, but mm-hmm. um, the, like we said it, like you clearly seen that the Eagles are the better team. Um, yeah, the Eagles I, have been the best team for the I last s- four weeks, for and sure. I, I see that point. Um, the Eagles haven't won in Arizona since 2001. Mm-hmm. That changes. I, I agree with Gary. Like I, I, don't, I think they win. I don't see the Eagles losing this game. It's I don't, possible I, I, they lose. But I don't either. Um, it's a it's a tough game. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think I, it is. I think Kyler Murray I stinks. I don't know so if Arizona is that great. <laughs> like Mike. Kyler Murray stinks like Mike. I think this. <laughs> Mike stinks. Last, last week's show, Mike stinks. <laughs> I think the um, I think the same thing happens. Um. This week that happened last week, I, this defensive line, the pressure that we put on, I, I don't know how you stop it. And if you put pressure on Kyler Murray, you're going to get turnovers. Mm-hmm. And I, I just. Yeah, I mean, I'm starting Marquise Brown, but I think he's going to have a tough week. But Mar- week. you're right. Marquise Brown scare you. No. Come it's, on. It's on Slay's playing, right? Yeah. No, it doesn't. And who's their other receiver right now? Like, doesn't matter. I don't even know. Right. Yeah. Does James Conner scare you? No. Does their offensive line scare you? No. James Conner's good for right. goal line. Does Zach Ertz scare right. you? No, Zach no. Ertz doesn't scare no, I guess me. His right. Right. No, right. right. So, right. So, so there's nothing on that team that scares me. Now, if you look at it from Arizona's it's said Wong. That now if you look at it from Arizona's standpoint. Everybody Wong Chung tonight. You look at it from Arizona's standpoint. Who's covering AJ Brown? And if you're able to figure out who's covering A.J. Brown, who's covering it, uh, Devontae Smith? Oh, that, is that and then if you figure that out, what are you going to do with, the, with Dale Scott? Oh. And then if you figure that out, Quez, what are you going to uh, do with Quez the best Quez. rushing attack in football? Quez Watkins. Yeah. Uh, Quez Watkins. Like, I'm sure. So, so there's the nothing. There's, I, I'm sorry. That, so to finish my point, there's nothing on Arizona that scares me. And from Arizona's standpoint, there's a ton from the Eagles that scare them. Dave Peterson said Ertz has something to prove. Squirt. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Worry about that either. All, all right. No. All right. Yeah. So he has 60 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. So did Doug Peterson. What happened to him? Well, no. So I mean, Carson Wentz. Ertz. <laughs> yeah. Ertz. Ertz having something to prove. I mean, are we smalling ourselves a little lose. bit? Are we small? That, Sean, that's what I said Ertz to my brother. Like, like, Ertz didn't lose. He, he he didn't leave on bad terms. Uh, he did. Yes, he you did. think? Yes. He was yeah. not happy his last year here, he yeah. said. He was very upset. He, he 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 said it was a very miserable experience the last year here. Oh, so you yeah. think that he does have something to prove? Yeah, yeah, I do. All right. I, 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 agree with, I agree with Dave there. That he, he, he has a chip on his shoulder. I just don't think Arizona has enough to keep up with the Eagles. I think well, we're I underselling Murray. I don't think that he sucks. I think Murray's I, I think okay. He's, I think he's overrated. I like, think he's completely overrated. He's not, back to what Sean said. Like a few minutes ago, like Kez Watkins, like AJ Brown has had a solid big game. Devontae Smith's had a solid big game. Our running game has had a big game. Jalen Hurts has about had a big game. 
I think this is the game where Kez Watkins, where you're like, God damn, where's he been? Hmm. I think that's <sighs> the, that, that's what happens. I mean, he might game. have a uh, – he's bound to eventually have, like, a long touchdown. He did in the, in the first Yeah, game. I don't think he's a guy that's going to go and get you seven catches for 120 yards. No, he's a, he's a three-catch, 60-yard, 70-yard guy. Maybe, maybe a touchdown. A touchdown. Yeah. I, I think this is a Goddard game. Mm-hmm. I think this is a Dallas-Goddard game. Um, I think he's he's the X factor for the offense this week. He's um, like a fucking – like watching him run, it's like a fucking freight train. I've seen something. I didn't read the whole the, – but, but apparently he's – does he lead the league in yak? Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. We haven't had that at tight end right all now. Time. He's the best tight end in the entire league. No, no he's not. No, no, he's not. Mark Andrews is. Me? Mark I, Andrews I is. I think Kelsey's better than Andrews. No, right I mean, now it's Mark Andrews. Okay. Mark Andrews has like five touchdowns and like seven hundred yards receiving. Mike. I, I guess I have to check the stats, but is he right. a blocking tight end? He, he can do it all. He doesn't have 700 yards receiving. All right, he might, he's yeah, got like five. That's fucking ridiculous. He's got five. I don't think he has. No, no, he don't got no 500 yards. No. He's not quite there. But whatever. Like, it's – Kelsey and Andrews are, are a, a tier above what Goddard could be. That makes me have to pee. Yeah, like, it, I don't think Goddard will ever be the best tight end in football. He's going to be a good tight end. I don't think so. He has 260 yards receiving. Oh, Mark all right. I was way off. <laughs> I was way off. That was like 700 yards. That's a fucking season worth. Where's Kelsey? Uh, I'll let you know in a second. Yeah, but I don't think Dallas Goddard will ever be the best tight end in football. I think he'll be a good tight end. Yeah. Pro Bowl caliber. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not the starting Pro Bowler, but, well, I mean, maybe in the NFC he might be, but. Right, right. Hawkinson might be the best, better than him right now. Kelsey has 322 yards and three touchdowns. Oh, okay. All right, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Okay. But still, it's not Goddard. Right. No. Right. <laughs> um, I'm not – usually you kill me on stats. I'll get yeah, you, yeah I'll I'm off on that one. Yeah. yeah. Jason Mays says Murray's a midget. Um, you're not allowed to say that anymore, Jason. Oh, yeah. Little Little person. Yes. Right. Like, is he going to be able to get outside to do what he does on this defense? Uh, no. Like, I, I don't see it. He'll have moments, but that, he's not. Yeah, like, he'll have a, a couple plays. Like, uh, Dave Peterson said, Earth is going to try to disrupt the defense, but the Birds will win the game. So, he he's calling the Eagles victory. And then, uh, Polsky said, three yards and six inches. <laughs> what? <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Has Mark been drinking? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. He's... Uh, Murray is humping. Um, I'm sure that that's some sort of inside, inside work joke. Too. Yeah, it's an inside oh, joke. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> Seven to one. Stop fucking around, cunt. All right. So I'm going to I'm gonna say, uh, <laughs> sorry, he's regarded short. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, yeah, I'm calling an Eagles win. Um I'm actually going to say they're going to score over 30 this week. I'm going to go 34-16. Damn. Yeah. I I say 31-21. 31-21. I think this is a close game. Um, I think that traveling to Arizona is tough. I mean, you're traveling across the country. Uh, it's never easy. I think Arizona is a decent team, not a great team. Um, maybe somewhere teetering on a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to call. Division? 
Yeah, I'm going to call 27-24 Eagles. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm calling for the win, but. Gary's got them 48-10. to Did he say that? No, that would be Gary. But it would be Gary. We just go with that. That's fine with me. And right, you know, so if you're if you're taking my advice, I would suggest not doing it because I am like two games over five hundred on you know, without a <laughs> fucking without a uh you know, a spread, so all right, so Christ, let me am I that bad? I don't know. Did you lose did you take the uh did you lose the Denver game? Did you take Denver I over did, Indy? I did take Denver. Yeah, so you're but probably you're, you're probably that bad. I, d- I did too. Um so did eighty-two. So did eighty-two percent of the people. Right. All right, it's time for week five picks here on Corner Plus Speaking Sports. Speaking of Jason, I stole oh your wife the forty dollars from these two that. I got yeah, I'll, I'll get it to you. Like for the end of the year, you'll get it. <laughs> Jason said thirty-five seventeen Eagles. Uh, Peterson said thirty-five twenty-eight. All right, so here, uh, Polsky said thirty-one twenty-eight Eagles. Wow, so everyone's having over thirty. Well, uh, most of them are 30. Uh, yeah, I, I I do think the Eagles are going to. He said from what? For the uh, pick and pull. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Um, here are the weeks, uh, the games this week. I should wait for Gary. He's coming down in a second. Green Bay takes on the Giants in Lambeau. Giants 3-1. That's in London. Oh, that's Shit, right. you're right. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Never mind. That's far from Lambeau. <laughs> That's pretty far. Still taking green. Still people with fucked up teeth. Yeah, um, you know, the, the Giants are three and one. The Giants are not a three and one team. No, they're they're, they're like. They're yeah, but not, you know what? They're gonna come to the like to reality. Yeah, but I mean, let's face it. The NFC East has an easy schedule. None of us have played any. Right. Like, the Eagles playing Minnesota was a tough game. The Eagles haven't played anybody else. No, no, no but. You know, you can only beat who's on your schedule. So well, that's the same thing the Giants are saying. It's the, but the Giants aren't aren't better than the teams they beat. You know what I mean? Well, they're probably better than Carolina. They're not better than Tennessee. Well, they might be better than Tennessee. Well, all right, Gary, you going. got your picks up, bro. Giants, Packers. I'm gonna go Packers. Yeah, I'm taking the Packers. Yeah, yeah. I think I think, uh, and I don't think the Packers are all that great. Uh, but I think they'll take care of the Giants. I think I think they'll they'll show the Giants are a bunch of frauds. Yeah, I think the Packers are better. Than I thought. Um, they may still win that division. That's only because Kurt Cousins fucking stinks. But, uh, <laughs> like Mike. I'm taking a Packers here. Mike, who you got? Yeah, I got Green Bay. Okay. Gar? Right. Well, who are you taking? Are you taking the Giants or the Packers? You know who you're taking. I'll take the Packers. Okay. All right. Steelers take on Buffalo. In Buffalo. 97% of the people are picking the Buffalo Bills to win this game. Yeah, Kenny, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett making a start. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna go a little yeah. I'm gonna go a little different here. I'm taking the Steelers because I need wins. Um That's a bad idea. But I don't <laughs> think it happens. I just uh, hoping to get lucky. I can't. No, that one I can't. I'm Jeez, taking, I'm I taking can't. the Bills. I'm taking the Bills. I think there's there's a blowout. Jason. The, the, the Steelers. Sorry, Jason. The Steelers might be one of the worst teams. Yeah. Jason, Jason said they are not better than the teams they beat. A take you only hear on CPS. <laughs> 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 Can't hear you. 
phone ain't letting me get on. All right, that's fine. He's going right. to cheat and listen back and pick all our picks. Yeah. Fucking cheater. Yeah, um, Buffalo easy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chargers. Third place, how am I cheating? Chargers, I'm a no, third place. No, you're not. I'm a third place. No, you're not. You're no, in, like, ninth. Well, see? So how am I cheating? <laughs> yeah, he's actually better than us. Um, right. At least you and I. Yeah, I, I think me and you are in, like, twelve. Not Sean. Sixteenth, I think. Like, like Sean oh. thriving again. Yeah. All right, we yeah. got the Chargers at the Browns. Yep, Chargers. I like Chargers. the Chargers here. Right. Yeah. Browns aren't out that good. Bears take on the Vikings the in Bears, Minnesota. The Bears, the Bears, uh, the Peterson, Bears. by the way, has 30, 28 really? Browns. The, Vi- the Vikings mm. don't get a bye week yet. They're going to London? No, apparently not. <laughs> uh, Polsky said, Gary, use the mic. Too early in the season. They- I'm on the fucking mic. <laughs> Yeah, bye week start next about? week. Uh, yeah. Week six they start. I, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that kind of sucks for them, but I'm still taking them over Chicago. Shut up, Polsky. I'm on the side. I'm Although trying, that I'm, is. I'm trying to find a spy. That know? is a good point. I'm taking a nine. That is a good point. I'm right. switching. I'm going Bears. I'm going Bears. Yeah, I'm switching. The Bears? Yeah. I don't believe you. No? Okay. All right. Yeah, I just switched. <laughs> My shorts here, see? You can still switch it back. It's no, the Bears, um, you see. It's the Bears. <laughs> That's a good point. But the Bears, I'm, you see. The Bears, the Bears. Come out with your pants down and your hands up. I'm still taking the Vikings because I don't think the Bears are very good. They're not, but Kirk Cousins. You stinks. might, Robin. I hear you. You might. All right. <laughs> so we're on. Would I turn on the oven and throw a match in the oven? You might, Robin. You, you might. You might. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're on. Uh, <laughs> I, I love that one. All right, so we're on the Lions at the Patriots. The Lions, <laughs> the Lions, coincidentally, the highest scoring team in the league. Also give up the most, and points. they also give up the most points in the league. So you if you got it. somebody in fantasy either playing for the Lions or against the Lions, Play, you want to start? See? Yes, sir, and I'm doing both. Yes, yes. Um, but I'm Detroit. I'm taking Detroit. Yeah, I like Detroit here. It's too. a third-string quarterback playing Actually, for. You know what? Right. Yeah, that? think about the quarterback. That's playing. Yeah, that the third-string yeah, quarterbacks going, playing for. Yeah, the, yeah I'm going Detroit just because of that. You know, this, right. Does Bill Belichick walk away after this year? Because it looks like it's going to be a bad year. Dave Peterson, I, 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 thirty twenty-six. I don't think he steps away till he he builds a team that's viable again. When they when he builds a team and they're they're winning again, I think that that that's when he says. Didn't they make the playoffs? Did they make the playoffs last year? Yeah, they got blown out for Buffalo. Well, there you go. So he did build the viable team last year. No, he's not walking away yet. Okay. All right, moving his, on. His ego is too big. His what's yeah. too big? His his cock and his ego. Uh, Cockrum. His Cockrum. All right, moving on. Um, like Seattle. Luck. <laughs> Seattle at New Orleans. This is a tough one. I'm no, going it's Seattle. Not. No, it's not. It's Seattle all day. New yeah, Orleans I'm stinks. I'm going Seattle. And they're going to keep plummeting, and the Eagles are going to go to the <laughs> NFC title game and then have the fourth pick. <laughs> yeah, that's New Orleans. Awesome. Just name them Mike because they stink. You're taking the Saints? <laughs> Mike's going Saints? No, I'm taking Seattle. Right. Where are you going, Gar? Seattle. Miami goes to New York to take on the Jets. Is Tua playing? No. No. Who's their backup? Teddy Bridgewater. Still, I mean. It's not a bad I'm going Jets. No, I, I, I like Are you? Yep. I'm taking Miami. I'm going Miami. 
Yeah, I'm going to take Miami. Although, I can understand the Jets pick. Yeah, it makes sense. I can understand it, too, yeah. I, I think it should be more than 23% or whatever. Yeah, I agree with that. Atlanta goes to Tampa Bay. Can Tampa Bay lose three games in a row? No way. Tampa Not Bay. in in Tampa? Uh, no. Tampa Bay in a blowout. They're actually starting to get healthier again. They got Mike Evans back. Godwin's Chris back. Chris Godwin's back. Leonard Fournette's going to look better. Tom Brady's divorced. So yeah. that helps. Yeah. Yo, imagine facing Tom Brady, like a divorce Tom divorced. Brady in his yeah. Super Bowl, though. Yeah. Like, like he's going he's gonna to have a do-rag and a cigarette hanging out of his mail. Like, yeah. like, he's going to look at Jay Cutler. Like, <laughs> like, like, like besides, he's going to play another five years because he needs the money. Jay Cutler's yeah. got a hot wife, too. Like, like besides yeah. Giselle, who else lost a, a ring? Who, who else did Tom Brady oh, lose a ring to? I knew it. Who I else did Tom Brady <laughs> Nick Foles and Eli Manning. There you I go. I knew it was there coming it is. I knew it. Why? What? I can't. What? That's not a. That's not a good subject. That's not a good. Point. You wouldn't have brought it up if it wasn't Nick Foles. Uh, yes, I would. No, you wouldn't have. If it was no, just you Eli, have. you wouldn't have. <laughs> no, you wouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I got love for the guy. That's all. We know. Tennessee goes to Washington to take on the Commanders. <laughs> Is Carson Wentz benched? Not, not yet. yet. He, he will be, be after this he one. Might, he might be in I'll this game. I'm taking Tennessee. Like the Washington looks really, really, really bad. Which yeah. is sad. They got a great. I'm actually taking Washington. Yeah? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with the home team here. I think they, they pull out a win somehow. Okay. Yeah, you know, Carson Wentz does have this knack for keeping you in it just enough. I just don't think Tennessee's that good. No, uh, neither do I. I understand. I think, and you're, you're, you're in third place, so far be it from us to, to disagree with you. But I'm going to do it they, anyway. Dave Peterson has the Dolphins beating the Jets. Yeah. yeah the right, Falcons right, beating right, the Bucks. Oh. It's tough to argue. He is. You know what? Wow. Dave wow. Peterson. And the Titans beating the Commanders. Uh, yeah, I like the Titans here. Yeah. I mean, I do too. I just got to. I think that's the upset of the week. Nah, oh, it's I'm not, a, to, it's not impossible. I'm going back with Minnesota, by the way. I'm not taking shit. Um, See? Yeah, I know. Uh, Houston, <laughs> Houston and Jacksonville. Oh, Jacksonville all day. Yeah. All day. Yeah, I like Jacksonville too. Yeah. Come on. All yeah, day. Yeah, I like Jacksonville. Houston. Yeah, you see that's why we have that's why we can only get the fourth pick, because fucking Houston's gonna suck more than the Saints. Yeah. Whatever, man. It's alright. You got a top four pick and yeah. you go to the NFC title game, Mike. It's hard to complain. I hear you. Niners. And the Car- Carolina's gonna be the other team that's gonna suck worse yep. too. Yep. Well, there you go. They're playing the Niners. Niners. So I think I just made my pick. Yeah, yep. Niners. Yep, Niners. Debo yeah, goes off. Yeah, he might. Cowboys take on the Rams in L.A. I now, mean, that's a game, man. Oh. Come on, in L.A.? Dallas sucks. I mean, they're... They do not suck. They do not. They do not suck. They don't. They they're do not o- suck. That defense they're okay. is... No, that defense is legit, Mike. Legit. They lead the league in... Well, they're second now, but they're right behind the Eagles in sacks. And Cooper Rush has been solid. And, yeah, he's playing well. They run the ball. They got a decent offensive line. CeeDee Lamb's playing better and better every week. Yeah. I, and the Rams don't look great. CeeDee Lamb's been okay, and they have no other receiver. Yeah, they like might the, be getting Gallup back. Schultz isn't great. Like, eh. Like uh, the, speaking of Gallup, I was up for the trade in fantasy today to trade Josh Allen. Singletary for Michael Gallup, the Browns quarterback. The Browns is a team quarterback league. The Browns QB. No, it was since no, it wasn't. It was the Browns. 
Somebody else, I forget who else, and a seventh round pick. Let's get the fuck out of here with that trade. And he, and Mixon, he wasn't it? Oh, Joe Mixon. I'm not trading. In that league where quarterbacks, if you have a really good quarterback, it's extremely valuable. Uh, like, so Josh Allen's been my savior like the last two years. I'm like, get the fuck out of here with this trade. Suck my balls with that trade. All right. Your Don't. mom's a pig. I ain't trading that. What's the matter with you? I'm going Cowboys here. I'm going to Rams. Don't Rams. I like Cowboys. All right. I'd rather the Cowboys win because the following the following week they play the Eagles. Okay. All right. So um, I am taking the Eagles against yeah. Arizona. Yeah, me too. We all talked about that. Dave Peterson has the Rams over the Cowboys. Uh, Bengals take on the Ravens in Baltimore. So speaking of Baltimore, you know they walk right past the Eagles game. Yeah, we were talking. We're all, yeah, we we're talked all about the Eagles. Oh yeah, what's the score prediction for the Eagles game? You guys ain't gonna like me, but I like Arizona here. Right. Oh, like twenty-seven, seventeen. Okay. Interesting. All right. I'm so. You, your, your brother said you were gonna say 48-10 Eagles. <laughs> no, no. I, I can. I get it. So the Ravens, um, they're two and two. They've two terrible. Fucking blowout! Like they've he, trailed for a total of 14 seconds this season. Yeah, and they had some real bad games. 14 bad games. seconds. Yeah, and they've lost two games. I'll take yeah. Baltimore. Yeah, I'm going Baltimore. I like Baltimore uh, as well. I'm going Cincinnati here, honestly. Um, okay. I think it's the game of the week, though. I think this game's. I think it's a good game, man. Yeah. Mark said you're drunk. He said, "What? You're picking against the Eagles? Go home, Gary. You're drunk." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's. A, I think it's a trap game. I don't. I don't know. I can't argue. I'm not arguing. No, nope. I don't the, the Raiders finally won a game. I don't 100 percent yeah. agree. I uh, disagree with. Yeah, Ra- mean, Raiders and Chiefs. Don't mean I don't want the Eagles to win. Yeah, in KC. Yeah, KC's. KC's gonna win. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, KC. I like Kansas City as well. Trust yep. me on this. Trust me on this. I'm 33 and 31. Casey's a lock. I'm <laughs> taking the Raiders. Straight up. <laughs> lock. Straight up lock. <laughs> oh, I didn't have one tonight. Maybe that's the problem. But, you know, I've made all my picks so far on an edible. Maybe I'll be better tonight. <laughs> I'll smack you in the mouth. I'm Neil Diamond. All right, so that's like what the uh, fuck? Why are the Raiders oh. so terrible? They're they're just terrible. They had a tough scratch. They did. Um, I don't think the Raiders are as bad as the record. I, um, yeah, they're they're so bad. No, I, I agree. Dave Dave Peterson has the Chiefs beating the Raiders twenty four or thirty four to twenty. I see. I, I don't. S- <laughs> Mike, you step on a duck? <laughs> was that you? Mike stinks. <laughs> was that you? No, it wasn't me. That was him? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> I thought it was him walking up the steps. Was that on the show? Yeah. yeah. I hope Good. so. Good. Good. All right, I have one while you were drunk story. That's all I had. This is a kind of a busy week this week, so I wasn't really yeah, paying attention. I am not drunk, man. You're trying to make me drunk. It's time to catch up on some things you may have missed. Do you think a six-pack is is acceptable? While you were drunk. I'm drunk and I love cats. What more do you need to know? So this is is a good one, though. A video has surfaced of Antonio Brown at a hotel in Dubai. Dubai? Where the fuck is that at? India. (laughs) 
exposing himself to women, like thrusting himself against with these women. And then, you know, so so he's he's getting in trouble for that. And then also he had like a bunch of weed on him and over there, you know, I guess it's a little more marijuana is a hell of a drug. Apparently. Um but yeah he's he, become a porn star. He's uh there's something wrong with this dude, man. And it all happens. He's exposing exposing himself to these women, like random women. Like it all started when he took that hit from Burfitt or whatever the fuck his name is. Vontez Burfitt, yeah. I think he, I think it knocks something he, loose. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with him. He's, uh, finding a, he's finding a way to get his name recognized again. Polsky said you haven't been busy and do shit yesterday. Yeah. 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 That's Oh, that's because he called. He told T.O. go fuck yourself. Yeah, just well, carrying. carrying that's what I say. Uh, let me shut up. That's what I say. Yeah. Um, here, here, T.O. suck my balls. Yeah, Jason Mays, AB is cooked. That that's such a weird situation, man. What is up with this dude? Listen, I've never man. seen anybody unravel like he, like he it's has. Sad. That's it's pure sadness. He's like the Kanye West of football. It's it's pure sadness. Kanye you know what's really sad? You're probably going to hear about him dead in three to five years. Man. I don't think anyone's going to care at that point. Cause this dude's fucking, he's, he's a detriment to society right yeah. now. He's, it's detrimental. He's detrimental. He is finding his inner athletic peace. <laughs> Ask Roger Ram Jet. <laughs> he said he's a... Uh, he definitely had a Ram cock. Me said he's a good citizen. No, nah, he he's something's gonna happen to this dude. Like he, he he's gonna like you said he's gonna end up dead, dead or like you're gonna kill somebody or yeah, like you're thrust hear, his little you you're know, thrust hear, his dick on somebody else you're and gonna, hear, gonna beat the shit out. You're of him. gonna hear something drastic about him. Um, mm-hmm. where like you know he's he killed somebody. Up, he's gonna end up raping the far, in a foreign country the president the of a foreign country's wife or daughter. I think he's like rape a goat or something. Every time it drives by a farm, all the sheep are like, Daddy! Daddy! They all got black beards. They're all smoking weed. Yeah. Daddy! And they all just got pants on, no shirt, and they got putting up the peace on. Yeah. He's the model for CTE. Yeah, his son's, his son's name will be Ancodio Brown. Ancodio Brown. Bad. That was bad. What was that skit on Saturday Night Live? Go boy. Go it was boy. Jim Brewer. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> they had to tase him. Bad. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> 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 David Lee Roth on it. Uh, give me some of that. I'm hungry. No, I'm serious. I haven't eaten uh. in weeks. <laughs> Mr. Bill's he's in just, his back. He's just Mr. randomly Bill's talking. He's like, yeah, Mr. so I said, speaking, speaking of taste. Um, speaking of what? Speaking of being tased. You Mr. Brown. Mr. Oh. No. Oh, yeah. We, the I got, celebrity family feud. Oh. Oh, that was Jackass. Johnny Oxville and the Jackass uh, crew. They, somebody he, gave a bad answer and he tased them on the show. Yeah, he fucking he walked over. He tased himself. He's like, what? <laughs> What? And he walks over and just, <laughs> he falls. Ah! Fucking Steve Harvey's standing there like, you just tased the man. <laughs> I love the, I love the look sometimes with like the answers he gets that Steve Harvey gets oh, on his yeah. face. Like, 
Yeah, the the whole seat, the whole yeah. show was like him. Be, y'all are crazy. Y'all are crazy. You like think it's it, staged? What's? You think it's staged? Yeah. No. What family no, feud? Nah. The name of this show: Cock Ram and a Goat. I think everything's Cock Ram and a Goat. Yes. <laughs> I think I think everything is staged, but Family <laughs> Feud I think is legit. Yeah, I think so, too. Oh, so that's where you draw the line. I that's where I draw the line. Everything, everything, everything staged. staged except Family Feud. Yeah. Wheel of Fortune staged. Well, no, I wouldn't go Jeopardy. So many people are fucking dumb, man. Um, Eagles games are staged. So I was going to mention the... Uh, what was it? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. We, yeah, were look, we were looking for naggers. Oh. Yeah. So, um... Your no, your daughter no, no. that Randy Marsh went. Your daughter was 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 asleep on a trampoline. What was this? Your daughter upstairs. She's sleeping. Was on asleep a on a trampoline. Oh. Thumb in her mouth, sucking oh, on a trampoline. Should, we I'm should like, go bounce it. We yeah, should she, go she's bounce off it. of it now. She's up in bed now. Oh, oh my god! But I was just like, I've never seen a kid sleep on a trampoline. Nah, she she sleeps standing up. Something like she'll she'll <laughs> sleep feet leaning on the uh, on the chair. Like your stomach's on the chair <laughs> and your feet. Corey yeah. used to do that. He'd make a bed. On, he he just put a pillow under the dining room table, take a blanket over it, and like it'd be like, "Where's Corey?" Jason, that's right. Yep. Family feuds. And then you the find him under the dining room that. table, like Al Cole. Yes, that's right. Knoxville tased himself when he was yeah when he gave himself a bad answer. I didn't know that. I didn't see. Yeah, that I seen that part. Yep. Can't hear you. Can't Gary. hear you, bro. Gary, you're on a show. There's a microphone over there. You can talk in there so people can hear what you're saying. Well, then don't talk about things off the well, microphone. Well, yeah, well, no well, well wait, wait till we're done. Uh, when we're done the show. Oh, Johnny Knoxville <laughs> also. So this part stage, Johnny Knoxville figured out what Steve Harvey was wearing and ended up showing up in the same suit that Steve Harvey Oh, that's did. great. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Um, oh, yeah. So I did also want to mention uh, while you were drunk as well. The, uh, the fan who ran on the field on Monday night is suing. Yeah, so he's running around with a pink smoke wait, wait, thing. Wait, wait, wait. Who's he suing? He's suing, I guess, the league? No, no, no. He's suing... Um, Are we suing... Um, what the fuck is his name? Wagner? Yeah, Bobby, Bobby Wagner. Wagner. He's suing Bobby Wagner. Yeah. For tackling him. Okay. Yeah, this guy's <laughs> a fucking asshole. Like, you entitled piece of shit. You ran off. No, first of all, you're wearing the shirt with your website on it. So everyone knows... The you, Mets are down 7-1. So you came out knowing, like you came to the game knowing like what you were going to do, right? You spent that money. You, you went spent out, the money with the intention to do what you Ran on do. the field with that stupid thing, the gender reveal f- stick, uh, blowing yeah, out I, pink I, smoke. I, I think it has something to do with some sort of animal rights, animal killing thing or something. Whatever the case is, even if he's not, he's suing to get more attention to whatever it is that is. Yeah. Oh, that's it. exactly. He knew what was happening. He knew it was going to happen here. But the fact that he... Dude, he does not give a shit about football. No, Bobby, no, no. And Bobby Wagner just laid him out. That was awesome. Yeah. Like, good for him, man. And he should do it again. Yeah, he should. He should. It's true. Dave? It's true. That's right. Oh, man, he almost dropped that. (laughs) Oh, scissor me timbers. All right, so I think that's going to pretty much call the show for us tonight. Okay. We're not uh, going to talk about the uh, the Sixer signing. Oh yeah, you t- yeah. Talk about that real quick too. Did they actually sign him though? No. Oh. Hold on. They're not going to sign him. 
They're not going to sign Hoyu Fat. No, they're not. No, oh. the French recruit. Oh, why aren't they going to sign him? Steve Hoyu Fat is winding down his basketball career. Oh, he's thirty-four years old. Maybe, they, maybe they missed the boat on him. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hoyu Fat. Who oh, you fat? Yeah. Nah, I guess not. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. So that's it. Uh. Next week we will be doing a show, but it'll be abbreviated, uh, a little shorter than normal. And uh, yeah. I guess we'll we'll see you then. Thank you guys. If of course if you're watching yeah, live. Yeah. Shit. If the Phillies are in the fucking. Maybe we won't even do a show. We'll see what happens. Hey, if we're not doing a show next week, that might change a lot of stuff. That means the Phillies are doing well. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jason Mays, way to bring it home. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is what happens when you do a show for two hours after actually drinking for. Mike and I have been drinking since two. So happy know. mental health day, Jason. Yeah, and uh, go Phils. All right, go Phils. Go Eagles. Beat the Cardinals. Both teams beat the Cardinals. The Flyers start off on Thursday night. They open the season out. We'll, we'll do a Flyers preview on our next show. Do we have to? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys. Uh, Dave Peterson said, have a wonderful week. Be safe. See you fine. Gentlemen, next Friday, same pub channel, same pub time. That's right. Jay Parr, great tonight. Great show tonight. See you, you guys are great. Thank you very much. Polsky, great show. Going to miss you, bro. Good luck on Monday. Thank you, man. And uh, Jason May said, way to bring it home. So <laughs> we will see you guys next week. Mike, you know what to do. Penis out. <laughs>